0: And welcome to the Sarcast on Sunday, the thirteenth of December, twenty twenty. I'm your host, Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. Wee. And Robert Kemp. Ooh,
1: that was a way more enthusiasm than I was expecting for some reason. Was it? Barely enthusiasm. I mean, I mean it had it had duration. It had a, it tail had a long tail. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you know, you need to sit down. That, <laughs> that was covering for you for you getting into position, clearly. Uh,
0: I appreciate it. <laughs> Is woot definitely dead now? <laughs> Been 10 woot. years since anyone ever said woot. Probably. I mean, you very rarely... S- I mean, iWoot still exists. Does is it? that the metric? Yeah, but that's a coincidence, is it? Maybe not. Okay. I want one of those. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it probably that is. That doesn't even... I mean, it's not even lead. No. no, it's not. It's not leetified. They haven't put zeros in there. You definitely don't see many 1111 exclamation marks. Like.
1: Uh, no one seems to
0: do that anymore. Yeah, lead speak is definitely dead. I do occasionally still look at the clock and go, it's a lead the clock. Yeah. <laughs> that
2: happens a surprisingly large number of times. It does. Yeah. <laughs> looking at the clock in the corner of your monitor, and it happens to be exactly that time. <laughs> I
1: don't know how that happens so much. I used to say it like practically every day and no never knew what I was talking about for a long, what? long
0: time. What, 37 minutes past one? Or... Yeah. I set all my clocks to a boring 12-hour time. I don't know why. You should probably change to
1: proper proper 24-hour clocks. Yeah, that's my preference now. I never go back. Never go back. It's eight o'clock. <laughs>
2: It's very much not.
1: <laughs> it's definitely not lit o'clock, it's le o'clock right now, nope. or la sai. le le yeah,
2: you say, baby, <laughs> I
1: say, I say, it's I say o'clock.
2: Yeah, close enough.
1: <laughs> there you go, there's an insight into when we record this, listeners. So you're behind-the-curtain moment for the week. As if
2: you could tell about how we were always talking about eating food immediately after the podcast. <laughs>
0: yeah. Depends when you eat food. I think usually it was around 8pm, right? It was the the classic uh, <laughs> pizza, pizza o'clock.
1: Yeah, well, it depends where everyone is. Yeah. I think well, we always aim
0: for the Simpsons on, on Sky One <laughs> at seven PM. That was the classic <laughs> tea time. Yeah, I seem to remember
1: that that time was incredibly awkward when I was growing up, and that like, so if I ever wanted to watch the Simpsons, I couldn't because we were doing something—probably eating, or well, probably that's when the parents took over the TV
0: or something. because uh, it was slightly earlier on BBC Two. It was like six thirty. I seem to remember.
3: Mm.
1: and when was and then channel 4 nicked it, and I don't know when it was I don't on, know what yeah. happened after that
3: yeah
1: And didn't, did five have it for a bit really the simpsons so, so had, uh, where is it now it got picked up by someone to get someone else again i mean sky
0: obviously they've always had it and now we're in this world of How many bloody streaming services do you buy after? Do you get Netflix and another one? Do you get Amazon as well? And now there's Disney Plus. It's like, oh, I don't want to pay for another one. But then it's like, hold on. The strongest argument for Disney Plus is it has all of The Simpsons. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Sorted. (laughs) I haven't actually paid for it yet, but I probably will on that basis. (laughs) Screw screw the Mandalorian. It's all about The Simpsons. (laughs) Yeah, The Mandalorian alone
1: and even The Simpsons for that matter, that's not enough to draw me in.
0: But
2: you only actually want like fifty percent of The Simpsons.
0: Yeah, but that's fine. It's less than fifty percent now at this point. (laughs) It's more like the first twenty percent of The Simpsons.
1: It is kind of funny watching one of the modern ones, just like randomly, like if you just happen to catch one, and it's just like this is kind. It's still kind of funny. It's just not the same funny,
0: right? Yeah, quite different. It's just like, that's fine, but why didn't they just make a new show? I guess that's not how the world works.
2: I mean, they did. It's called Family Guy, except that wasn't them. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I prefer. I actually prefer that. I'd rather watch Family Guy than New Simpsons, just because even if New Simpsons is potentially the same kind of level of comedy or funniness, just because Family Guy is like a different thing, and it's not trying to harp on characters from the greatest show ever.
2: <laughs> I mean, it is like it's not necessarily even that the comedy or whatever is the same. It's just the structure. That's why I don't like The Simpsons, because they've adopted the structure of a family guy. Uh, well, with like, all the cutaway gang. Yeah, it's like, it's like f- three different simultaneous not-really-storylines happening right. and yeah. a bunch of cutaway jokes. It's yeah. just like, I don't really like that structure for The Simpsons. <laughs> no. It's fine in Family Guy. I guess. mean, The Simpsons
0: would have an A-plot and a B-plot, like standard sitcom mm. style, right? The classic Simpsons, usually uh but yeah going totally having three three separate threads and cutting away constantly to cutaway gags it's a bit much i have I mean, heard they, that they like don't, um,
1: they don't, in what i've seen they don't do that that often the whole cutaway thing but yeah it does it can happen because it's it's just such a such a trope now isn't it it's like it's since family Guy started it i can't think of a show that really doesn't do it all that much it's yeah, you know a sitcom style cartoon it's for it's, sure it's it, a
0: big trend. It's funny because like well, South Park doesn't do it famously, and then they, they had that whole episode about how 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 much they hated it um in oh, Family yeah. Guy, right? Which was years ago now, Cartoon Wars, remember that? Where it was like Mananity takes the idea ball <laughs> 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 That was so funny. But it was also quite <laughs> cool. And I've seen interviews with like Seth MacFarlane where he's like, you know, those cutaway guys are some of the hardest things to write. Simpsons
1: <laughs> mm. did it. But the the problem problem I always have with like a cutaway gag is surely that they're they're most of the time just like they just throw it in, right? It's like they probably have written all of those separately, Mm. and then it's just like where where can we? And the hard part, I bet, is actually finding where in the script it makes sense to use them.
0: Yeah, do you think they're written as like little vignettes, and then they have to figure out how to slot them into the? But then they're bending the main plot around to, to make excuses for their stupid. Little one-second sketches. Well, Pretty sure that's how they, TV
2: works. Well, sometimes <laughs> they don't even do that though. Sometimes the cutaway gags are just like they—they they don't actually exist in terms of the actual storyline or whatever. No, it's just like a complete alternate universe has just happened for a second.
0: <laughs> I don't know. It can work, but not. Don't do that to the Simpsons. Just, just end it. <laughs> Make a different show where you do that. I don't know. Oh well. And then it started getting awkward with all of the Arpoo and all of that stuff. Like, you know, oh yeah, you know, that was fine in the nineties. Well, not fine, but you know, but like, if that sh- if the Simpsons had ended, there would be no controversy. But instead, they just carry on as if it's still the nineties, which it isn't. And then um, still have, uh, you know, what old white people voicing all these ethnic characters, and I don't know. Should have just cut it.
1: But you can't really change the voice. That's the problem. Like well, you no. started, you can't you can't change a character like that. It... But
0: he's they just retire the character because he's not going to do the voice now because he's realised it's hurting people's feelings.
3: Mm. Which, Which is I sensible. Mean,
1: I mean, Apu had moments, but he's not that. He wasn't the the funniest. No, no. Character. I mean, yeah. But that's
0: just one, yeah, example. I mean, apparently, what the writers of *The Simpsons*, the classic *Simpsons*, are saying now that they regret is like, well, not really, but like, like because they're now old, they're like, oh, we were so harsh on old people <laughs> in, in *The Simpsons*, which is true.
1: Maybe harsh. I don't know. Still feels kind of accurate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, uh... Yeah, three streaming services is too much.
0: Yeah, well, I've only got Netflix and but so I
1: I only really Prime Video was never the reason I got Prime until I actually started watching Prime Video and then it's like oh okay this can stay. (laughs)
0: Well, I'm the other way. I got I got Amazon Prime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm maybe I'm the same. But I got Amazon Prime for the free delivery years ago. And as soon as they were like, "You're gonna get this video streaming service," plus we're doubling the price, I immediately cancelled because I was offended.
1: (laughs) It it was yeah. I can see from because it was it existed when I, you know, Prime Video was already a part of Prime when I got it. And I I, right uh, and I I wanted in on a Prime Day. Effectively, what happened was is like the amount of savings I'd have made on that Prime Day for some of the smart Mm. home kit I was after outweighed the cost of Prime for that year. Right, yeah. So it's like, oh, well, that makes sense. I'll just do that then and have Prime as well for sort of free so by some metric. Um, but yeah, I've, I've kept it. I've ended up, ended up watching a lot of their original stuff. And, that's uh, cool. Hey, that's where the, the first six volumes of Ruby have been. I know you can watch it on Rooster Teeth's website, but hey, it's convenient watching it in an Omnibus package. Hmm. Yeah. I'm a Friggin' addicted to Ruby. It's so good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> One thing I don't like about, I mean, that Amazon interface is kind of annoying. Uh, like, oh yeah, it's covered. It's covered with stuff that you have to pay extra for, which is so annoying. Um, I do think it's mildly
1: easier on the Amazon. Oh yeah, that, yeah, that 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 whole look for the Prime banner thing totally yeah. sucks. Um, but the, uh, I do find it slightly easier to 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 scroll through it and have it surface things that aren't entirely based on the algorithm looking at me
0: right yeah
1: whereas netflix all of the categories are the same yeah you scroll down to like newest added and it's still only picking things that clearly it's algorithmically thinks are related to me and it's like me- no no no. i went to this list to see everything that you've added and yeah. it's like it's clearly not bad <laughs> it
0: is annoying it's not quite as bad as youtube but it's pretty annoying Oh my god! Don't even get me started
1: on YouTube. Did the did the I think the did the ad Armageddon thing happen on YouTube? Because it's got really annoying
0: of I late. I think it's happened, hasn't it? I
2: don't think I don't think they've got to the putting ads on literally every video point, but they're they're still in the midst of every video has two unskippable five second ads at the start. Yeah,
1: <laughs> just well, not even at the start. So, like and I was the, the, <laughs> yeah, the TDAs, I was watching yeah. the official TGA stream, um, not live, but like played back later and the they would just insert Wonder Woman ads like completely in the middle of anything like oh. any time it's not like there were specifically designated ad zones or anything like that it not just sure. It would just cut and shove in five seconds of Wonder Woman running to and now back to your melancholy trailer.
2: It's like, oh god damn, stop it. And now it's on every video. It's like Well the Wonder just... Woman that has been the now it's prevalent because that film's about to come out, I guess. <laughs> I know <laughs> so but then, yeah. you get that one unskippable quite frequently now.
1: <laughs> but it seems like that time limit in as to how far into the video before you get one of those seems totally random. Like, there are certain times where I can watch, like, a 15-minute video and not see one. And I'm like, that was a pleasant experience. (laughs) And there'll be other times where I'll be, like, five minutes in and it'll throw one in. And then another five
2: minutes after that, it'll throw another one in. Yeah, I don't know whether it's, like, well, I don't know... What options that people might have to set where, because ad- you know you can theoretically, because I've seen people do it, you can set where adverts appear in the video, you and therefore can. you can, you know, build your video to do that, like make yeah. an ad break essentially. You absolutely can. Yeah, you can have. But I don't know what zones. what like generic options are for just like disperse ads randomly through this video or whatever. <laughs>
1: well, I mean, most I guess most people who monetize were expecting to have like that pre-roll. Which sure. again, I I don't mind nearly as much. It's irritating. I mean, I would assume that sure, that is but... one of the
2: options, right? To have pre-roll or mid-roll, or both. I
1: would, I would, yeah, I would much pre, pre-roll is far more acceptable than just jamming it in the
0: goddamn middle. So it's oh, it's properly irritated. I've been enjoying Donkey's week of uh, meta YouTube content. Don't know if you've seen this. <laughs> no. He he put out a video at the start of the week saying, I'm done making good videos, and then explained his <laughs> new strategy for monetization, which, which I thought was like a joke, obviously. But then he's been following through by making satire, stupid YouTube videos all week. Like, he's like, <laughs> Minecraft Wednesdays, Among Us Thursdays, Reaction Fridays, <laughs> and he's actually been doing them but they're all little vignette jokes in themselves and they're going and they're all on trending so it's also working and making him money so it's really funny
1: oh no but that's depressing at the same
0: time i know i I mean he's obviously not going to turn into one of those people but it is funny like he's he's a genius i don't know he's showing like how bad youtube is getting and making a parody of it and it's funny ah genius But he's also part of the problem. <laughs> well, <laughs> <Now>. <laughs> yeah. no, I mean, he's not really going to carry this on. This is just a little performance yeah, art hope. thing. But it yeah. is funny.
1: It is. Oh, it's, it's, it's disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, um, Okay. I, I I I have to put this out there before I say anything. I have absolutely nothing against YouTube creators in general and the people that watch them, but it was kind of annoying watching the, like the whole uh, um, the the TGA thing when they do. They, they only have the tiny little snippets of like content creator of the year, and it's like well, you know, and, and showing you each one, and it's like the clips they show are here's a person playing a game and raising an eyebrow and occasionally shouting <laughs> "Watch out!" in a screechy voice.
4: Yeah. And it's
1: like I don't. How do you discern? One from the other. <laughs> I feel Honestly. like maybe they could have
2: put some more effort into pick better clips. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure that's like what those people do every day is like that, and they yeah. probably have a following because of that. But you could have like picked them slightly better highlight of like something interesting that they do rather than just their regular daily stuff. Uh, abso-
1: absolutely. If you're going to convince me on a content creator or introduce me to a new one, and or even you know, I need to see what's unique about them. Other than, you know, possibly smug 20 somethings with lots of money to spend on streaming kit. You know.
0: <laughs> and clearly nothing better to do with their time. <laughs> Sorry.
1: I, I, I shouldn't spite the successful.
0: I know so little about YouTube, um, you know, famous YouTubers that when Donkey was doing a parody or a reaction or a YouTube Drama Monday parody video, he was talking about jake paul and logan paul and i couldn't tell oh don't i had a bell. i had to like uh um look it all up uh afterwards because i couldn't tell which parts were a joke and which parts were real but a lot of it was real <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> like, much all yeah yeah i didn't know he was a boxer What or what i i, I don't know it's really weird and 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 he kept like interchanging the names, but it turns out like they're brothers, and they're basically the same person anyway. So <laughs> it's like <laughs> they're both stupid YouTubers. Oh, listeners, have we got technical problems here? Have we? Why? Yeah, I think we may have lost a may have lost sack. Oh
1: yeah, so we have. Oh well, he'll come back. See who he comes back. He did he did um say before the podcast that his house had a worrying light flicker before uh, that he was surprised didn't take out his PC.
0: Oh, what like a electricity like blip. Yeah, like like, like a
1: like a proper horror film flicker, you know. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: weird. Yeah. Wonder
1: I don't know if I've seen one of those for. I don't know when the last time I had a. I saw a proper like light, light flicker, or yeah, oh, yeah. I remember when I was a kid, like you'd get those odd like power surging moments every now and then, where like your filament bulbs might
0: dim for a second. Yeah, but 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 it was only like a subtle dim. It wasn't like a full yeah small dim yeah. I mean, all I ever get nowadays is the the you know it trips and everything goes dead. Oh, I don't even get that.
1: Not for a long time. Well, yeah, I mean, it's happened, but this neighborhood seems pretty stable. I don't know why. Mm. So... Right? Should we Must start our, nice. our, our news coverage <laughs> <laughs> and see if that comes back? Uh, I mean, I guess we could. Some some of it is uh, uh, will be uh, to, to Zach's taste, but maybe we can remember what those are and uh, come back to it at some point. Um. Yeah, uh, so I'm just pulling up my notes. A little bit, sl- phones being
0: a little bit sluggish. So the big news has been the Game Awards, right, I guess? The Game Awards, yeah, that's kind of the... TGAs. Yeah, uh always the
1: last big hurrah of the year, I suppose. And um, <laughs> for for a lot of things, the official cut-off point for Game of the Year discussions. It's <laughs> like, if it didn't make the TGAs, it's next year.
0: Wait. Cyberpunk is next
1: year, everyone. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, they they sort of made a comment right at the start of the show. It's like, well, thanks for joining us. You managed to tear yourself away from Cyberpunk. Well done. <laughs> mm. um, yeah. So um, I mean, that's quite. I mean, it was a long old show, or oh, uh, like long, 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 long thing, hmm. like too long, in fairness, because it's it kind of, uh, kind of peters out towards the end. It starts relatively interesting and then just gets a bit dull towards the end. Um um which is a bit of a shame because it's it's like it it just i'm i'm not quite sure i think it's just in terms of like what games ended up appealing to me i found myself like skipping through things more yeah it was
2: was way too long and super boring
1: yeah there's not there's not a huge amount of like there's no there's no real like like, there's, there's very few like massive like oh what are you doing kind of moments but there's a couple uh so let's get started. Uh in let's get the, to the good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm not doing the whole thing. Um about about a third of it maybe. Mm. Uh, so during the pre show, uh the first game that was announced was a Devolver Digital thing and they came out and did their little little piss take of award shows, you know, Devolver style. They're carrying on that um thing. But it was a it was for another run based card building roguelike game and it's sun- it's it's dawned on me. But I am so done with those. Like, the run-based mm. genre is, to, is, is is the thing that's now too full. Any, any other types of games, please? Stop making run games. Or, well, don't stop, but, you know, just stick to making... Be more interesting, people! <laughs> um, but the next game was, like, immediately kind of interesting. It's, so it's called Chia, with a T on the front, so T-Chia? Chia? Right. And... I you know doing a comparative uh, description is always a bit reductive to people who don't know what I'm talking about. But it's the best way to describe this thing, it's like, okay, take Breath of the Wild with Mario Mario Odyssey's possession of objects and things, uh, and then put it in a moana looking package. So Pixar's Moana, or was it Pixar no it's Disney's isn't it? Disney's Moana. Yep. And it's like and uh yeah, you end up with what cheer is and of it like yeah okay the, the main
2: characters are kids and all that stuff but it looked pretty interesting it was well presented oh, cool. and pretty good someone else getting on the breath of the world slash Mario Odyssey Bad to see Bandwagon slightly later than you would imagine <laughs> yeah but there was even a bit of um wind waker
1: in there as well because obviously the moana aspect there's right, seas and tropical stuff yeah so there there's a it opened with a bit of sailing and it's, although
2: that doesn't necessarily mean there's going to be sailing. That could just no, be like a coastline, a of, You might not exactly. actually go around on the sea.
1: Yeah. I mean, that was, the, that was the thing. I think this was a mostly cinematic trailer, um, as almost everything in the show was. So, yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It, it, it was a, a relatively good start to the show. I thought like, oh, well after Luke Hero, but you know, then, then it's like, oh yeah, here's this kind of, uh, unique take. Uh, Skipping ahead a bit. Uh we got to see some gameplay of uh Near Replicant which is the remake of the first Near games. Well, one of the first Near games. I can't How remember many that, Nier that games
0: are there before <coughs> Near Autumn. Was, was technically
1: two, I think, but they were kind of released at the same time as a sort of Pokemon Black and White kind of deal. Oh, uh, okay. There were there were two versions of it and I think the I think the US and Europe only got one of them. Um, and I don't know what replicant's doing with that. Um but hey, it looks looks like they've they've got that sort of that's the combat that they had from Near Automata um back and looks good, lots of bullet health dodging whilst in an action uh was it a character action game. But it's not being developed by Platinum this time, Toy Logic are working on it, um which I didn't realise, but they seem to be doing a good job of keeping um platinum's feel cool. to the combat.
2: That's well, good. presumably they just got that edge right. Uh, just like we just have guess, to put yeah. the content into it.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they probably had access to all the code and could just be like, "Yeah, let's let's do that." Um, and we got some uh, flying dragon combat in the form of Century uh, Ages, Age of Ashes. Uh, only noting this because I spent most of the trailer going. Did someone look at Leia from the PS3 days and think this needed re- revisiting? Um, Lair. And I, lair. Yeah. Okay. I thought you said lair. Lair, <laughs> <laughs> lair. lair, lair. Hey, well, however you're supposed to say it. Mary Berry's lair. Um, <laughs> it was a. I mean, and I was mildly interested for a second, thinking, so, okay, maybe this Maybe this might be. It looks a little bit like it could be an on-rail shooter, or maybe it's a, a sort of. Star Fox with dragons or something like that. And then they were like, intense multiplayer battles, and I'm like, no oh, no. It's not like-
2: <laughs> well it's just Star Wars again, but with dragons.
1: <laughs> maybe, yeah. Wasn't wasn't so interested after that. Um Uh and then they greeted everyone watching the stream saying everyone is here. <laughs> Which obviously meant the Smash announcement was coming.
2: Oh, and, like, and then after this, it was just like, this is the point I should have stopped watching. <laughs> I shouldn't have suffered through the next like three hours of this, really. <laughs> you got what you needed. Yeah, but I did, stupidly. Uh, well, it's because you've, you've got a podcast to produce. It's like, yeah, I could have <laughs> watched, watched the highlights, and it would have been way better.
1: <laughs> yeah, prob- probably. You've probably been all right. Um, but hey... Sephiroth is in Smash, or yeah. will be very soon. Sephiroth. That- Surprisingly.
2: Yeah. Like, Surprisingly, you think? Well, I mean, people here had suggested him as a character before, but like, no one recently had been saying that that might be a thing that would happen. Are they still <laughs> on Waluigi? Well, of course, but like all the other <laughs> characters. Unfortunately, I guess it seems when you think about it Sephiroth probably is the nail in the coffin of Sora and Gino because they're both Square characters and we're, it's fairly safe to assume that Square isn't going to take up more than one slot of this fight of ours
1: yeah I mean I guess Square is still potentially pushing the whole FF7 remake angle well, sure. right there. I mean that would be why one of the, well that would be why It'd be one of the reasons why but then but yeah. Sora will be coming out in that, was it that uh, Kingdom Hearts rhythm game?
2: Or has already come out yes. in that Kingdom Hearts rhythm game? But that, that you know, c- company wise, I imagine if Square are only going to get one slot, which would make sense, then they've used it now. <laughs> so no Sora and no Geno, probably.
1: I mean, I was more annoyed. It's like going back to the Final Fantasy well is fine. But a, a, a bit of me was kind of hoping they would go for a deeper cut.
2: Yeah, like, that maybe, might have been interesting. Like one of the other Final Fantasy games. Yeah. Or some other random character in. Put Kefka in. He's basically
1: Sephiroth. <laughs> oh man, Kef- Kefka would be pretty cool. Um, yeah, or well, even just. I mean, uh, yeah, it wouldn't be that different, I suppose, but you could bring in Squall for the Gunblade and then try and do something interesting with that. Like he should have just been like a cloud. Some... <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe. But I'd want some
2: active, like, slashy, damagey sure. thing to do with the Gunblade and bit like um in this incineral side b thing where you have to trigger it at the right time
1: yeah something like that yeah it could, it could have been kind of cool or maybe maybe even like do the tekken 7 thing and bring in noctis even i know they're done with final <laughs> fantasy 15 but noctis at least would be like potentially a uh mechanically interesting character instead of teleporting attacks <laughs> More yeah. Instead so you, so you get the another sword
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and mario nearly died <laughs> I have to admit, I did laugh for that that yeah. shot
2: from the game on. I was just like, ha ha! Well, that, like, this whole video is basically just Advent children, which is weird. It's like, No, I love it. <laughs> apparently, at least in Smash Brothers, people still care about Advent children.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: like, like, all the shots and, like, the text, the dialogue, that's all from adventure. <laughs> and on the extra plus side of this, we're Presumably, actually going to get a decent amount of Final Fantasy music this time. Instead of two tracks, oh, You're I don't clown.
1: know. I, I don't think that's any guarantee. We'll get one Winged Angel, and then mm,
2: that might be it. No, they've got to, they've got to do at least two. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have less than Cloud. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> so, what's next? Is it is it the obvious question? Who's who's coming? Like, <laughs> well, I mean, the same people we've always been saying are coming, except not Gino and Sora. <laughs> Master Chief. I'm still hoping for Master Chief. Though now he's in Fortnite, apparently, so you know. <laughs> yep. Not that that so, stops you being in Smash, because fucking everyone's in Fortnite.
1: As is Kratos, and as are two characters from The Walking Dead. Yeah, All of those announced. Um, there was um,
2: a, a rumor going around that Samus was going to be in Fortnite.
1: Well, yeah. Why not? Yeah, I, mean, I, suppose... I guess. Have Ninty done any, ever any Fortnite crossovers yet? I don't think so. Yeah. Well, they'd probably just throw in some Mario hats first, or like have some Mushroom Kingdom things, or maybe Nintendo don't want it to be in a game with guns. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. But then Samus has a gun. <laughs> it's a
2: different kind of gun.
1: Uh, well, maybe maybe Joanna Dark will be the next
2: character to yeah, maybe, get in Smash because uh, the not, next though. that would that would have made sense if it was tied to this announcement.
1: Well, yeah, maybe, but. We now know what the uh, what Microsoft's new studio, the initiative, um, secretive project is, and it's
2: a new Perfect Dark game. Because Rare in Microsoft is no longer capable of making Perfect Dark. I mean, and this long this may since. be the sma- this may be the smartest
1: decision they could have made. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we want we want to make a Perfect Dark, but we don't think Rare are capable, <laughs> or at least uh, uh,
0: got their hands full with Sea of Thieves and Everwild. Hmm. But what are they really taking from Perfect Dark? I mean, from that trailer, it seems like it's Cyberpunk, which Perfect Dark was. Um, and It's Datadyne. Yeah, you get their logo. You get their logo at the top of the building. <laughs> and then, oh, she's called Joanna Dark, Agent Dark. I don't and, know. Red mean, hair. She's got red hair. There you go.
1: And you might be flying a drone.
4: <laughs> yeah, that's just <laughs> that's Cyberpunk that though, is
0: that? I mean, obviously that is, was an important part of Perfect Dark, but... Again, it, it's another thing that was just built on those tropes, wasn't it? Which is yeah,
1: fine. I guess Perfect Dark never really had a uniqueness to any of its settings, though, right? And so now they're, they're trying to at least really. position the world as being... We've we found the scientific answer to farming i guess because the thing is and, and,
0: perfect dunk d- did literal aliens yeah it was uh, a yeah. <laughs> bit of a problem like at least in deus ex the aliens are like not real aliens <laughs> um yeah anyway
1: yeah which they then didn't have to do in the second one because it was
0: a prequel um oh right in i don't remember anything about perfect dot zero <laughs> That's probably wise for the
1: best. <laughs> I mean, there was some kind of Chinese, like um, karate kid style guy, Mister, oh, not maybe not Chinese, Japanese, sort of Mister Miyagi type type character who put you in an unreal tournament. <laughs> like, I <don't> know. Sure, <laughs> That's a weird game. Perfect At least I had goal. a nightclub level. Gotta love a nightclub level and something that may be of more interest to all of us came next uh turtle rock studio who are effectively ex team members of you know left the left for dead team or a large portion of them are oh uh, uh, they showed off their not at all <laughs> rip-off game <laughs> called Back for Blood. And we got to see some sure gameplay. This had of it.
2: we'd we, we
1: already we already knew about it. We yeah. knew Back for Blood was about. Um but we hadn't seen anything of it yet. We hadn't seen any gameplay. And well, not um, that you need to see gameplay
2: because it is just Left For Dead. Just <laughs> Left For Dead, yeah.
0: I mean that's good. So what so it. Is this all cool with Valve? I guess it is, right?
2: I don't know. Well, they they didn't get to, you know, take any of the design or anything. Like all the special infected, I don't kind of don't mm. like the new special infected because they're just like generic meat piles now instead of like the old the Dead special infected were kind of you know these weird archetypes. Yeah. like, stereotypes of actual people that turned into zombies. Yeah. It's just like There's the 3 a... Hunter and all that stuff. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah,
1: they they don't look quite so distinctive ye- yet from what we've seen. We don't know how many of them there are. They did say they were, like, making everything, scaling everything up, more campaigns, more types of zombies, more more of everything, really, which is exactly what that game needs. It just needs more variety. Um, more in the but levels. they left out, the, the, they left out kind of the detail that I really want to know. It's just like, like, that those Left for Dead games both succeeded and struggled to make each run unique enough. If you know what I mean. So the the whole thing about the director, do you remember that where it changes up the runs a little bit every time?
3: Yeah.
1: Um, but it only ever changed things up a little bit, really. Um, what you it really wanted is yeah, to an, to some extent, but never quite enough. And it's like I want them to do really dramatic, crazy ass stuff with randomizing runs and all that kind of stuff. I know this is literally what I just said <laughs> a few seconds ago. I'm done with run based games, but I'm done with most run based games because they're not wild and crazy enough. Um, that was kind of my problem with with um, was it Neon Abyss that I played earlier in the year and stuff like that. It's just like, it's just not quite cool enough. It's not quite crazy enough. Um. So let's see if they can sort that out. No one said Pills here, though. <laughs> no. I'm going to Pills. Maybe they can't even steal that from Left Dead. Pills here. I mean, they had a safe room when you could shoot out the window. <laughs> yeah, that was very similar.
2: They'll have to come up with a different... like It'll have to <laughs> it'll be like Pills, but it won't be Pills. Although I guess in Left Dead, they already had adrenaline shots as well. Yeah, you mm. can't just... There's only so many medical things that you could easily use as a health <laughs> you could use medical persons, aerosol man. here inhaler here <laughs> <laughs> yeah. surgical team here. <laughs>
0: Maybe you uh, get to play yeah. as Chicago Ted. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> no, I safe. wouldn't
2: be surprised if they still definitely reference that in the graffiti in like the safe rooms or whatever. That'll be something that Turtle Rock will get to steal from Lefferdale. <laughs> <laughs> I think they'll allow, they'll allow a certain
1: amount of homage, right? And, I mean, it's called Back for blood. blood. I mean, come on. Yeah. And, you know, Valve clearly haven't been doing
0: anything, so I don't think they, they have a leg to stand with <laughs> No. Unless they're trying to do Left for Dead in VR, which would never work. I mean, it would work, but imagine how expensive that would be, <laughs> and it mm. would have to be slowed down so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be more like those sections of Half-Life, Alex, right, where you're, yeah, yeah, slaying zombies, slaying <laughs> zombies. Yeah,
1: but then maybe slowing it down is good because that, that was the one problem that this Back for Blood thing had is that it seemed like as soon as you opened the safe room door it was pretty full on well I mean that
2: was probably just for the trailer (laughs) they probably turned it up a bit more in the trailer (laughs) because there was definitely you know if it works on the same level there should still be plenty of quiet quiet moments
1: yeah I potentially like the idea of being able to like if they you know when they got attacked by the really big one like whether or not, like, but if you go in through a bit of an environment that's too small, whether it could actually follow you, and there there are circumstances where it makes
2: sense just to pet it. I mean, technically, um, you can do that in Left 4 Dead. In some cases, I mean, there's definitely cases where it like locks you into an arena or whatever. But there are a couple of places where you could just be like, I don't want to fight this tank. I'm just going to go to the next section of the map.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was weird, wasn't it? Because they had a, a a zombie they sort of introduced as the tank, and then we're like, No, here's a bigger one. <laughs>
0: We didn't I mean, see any kind of witch equivalent. No, oh, the witch was so cool. I mean, it was a cool. Co- it was mostly cool when you
2: managed to avoid her or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But then you just learn the one-shot technique, and then it's not a problem. <laughs> yeah, well, that kind of
0: undermines it. I mean, the worst was when the witch was like in a doorway, and there was nothing you could do.
2: Yeah. That was the the, is like if the level's designed to allow the director to direct you around it, then it's cool to have a thing where you can stealth fast. But if it's just like this is literally the only path you can go, and there's just a witch right there,
1: (laughs) yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least it was in that in that circumstance. Most of the time, you could be
2: like, "All right, everyone, get ready." Yeah. Then you go for the (laughs) one (laughs) shot.
0: Ah, good Uh, times. See if they recreate some of the magic. Yeah. I mean, zombie, like, films were more in at the time, right? Uh, I haven't seen any lately. Uh, That trend seems to have gone. Obviously, it comes back and forth, doesn't it? But that was, like, 28 days later. I
1: I don't know if the zombie game trend ever really ended, though. There's there's still tons of them. And there's, like, plenty of things in this list that I will will skip over that involve
0: zombies in some fashion. Um. I guess The Walking Dead is what's carried it on and that's yeah, it's the been a continuous ended. background thing. Hmm. This is true.
1: Right. Uh I don't think they said anything about when that's coming out though. Um they said like
2: beta soon, so. Yeah. Potentially next year, I guess.
1: Potentially. Potent.
2: Um just
1: a quick shout out to No Man's Sky, because it seems their redemption is complete, having having now won the award for best ongoing game. Right.
2: And uh, Somehow, after all this time, Sean Murray still can't manage an interview. I know he has, like, you know, social anxiety <laughs> yes. or whatever, yeah. but he still
0: did a bad job. It's like the Elon Musk. Of... <laughs> he, he did all right. it's. <laughs> We should, I guess, that makes sense as a category for us, though, does it? Best ongoing game? Do we have that one?
2: <laughs> well, that's our that's our like game that we played that did come out this year. Yeah, but it,
0: but we used to have it be like last year's game of this year, but maybe ongoing game is a bit cleaner.
2: O-
1: ongoing is designed for like, hey, what update? What was the best sort of set of updates done to a game? I guess, yeah. like you know, it's like community support kind of thing. Although they had an award for that as well, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Or maybe that was the ongoing, I don't know, you know copy it lost. Um, yeah, no, we we sort of shifted our our version of, the, of best game of last year this year into just best old game that we remembered to, we got around to playing this year. Yeah, but, yeah. So not limiting it to just last year.
0: I just think we're having a problem with all of these games that, like that they arbitrarily qualify the year they technically come out even though we've been playing them for years. <laughs>
2: well, we don't do that, but yeah, some people do. Like the fact that among us won several awards in the game awards despite that game, you know, being like yeah. 2 years old and it's just right. only because it had released a PC version and then all the streamers right. got on it.
0: So it technically qualifies, yeah. Uh,
1: I suppose you're right, yeah. I mean it's a, it's a good point, isn't it? Yeah, I mean like a lot of outlets have been discussing that you know shifting to game of the year to when the game became <laughs> relevant right right when was, when was its time to shine um and that's a hard thing that's a hard thing to define for a lot of games it's like yeah. you know PUBG's time to shine was when it first came out in early access yeah as it turns that's out. The problem. um uh, and and things like that in Fortnite did I ever Fortnite did it ever did it ever really come out of early access you know it's... I mean
0: when was Minecraft time to shine exactly <laughs> all just... the
1: time Exactly it's a, it's a it's a tricky metric to work
2: that way and whereas just you know a straight hard date is just easy and also but, if you're going to chase that metric at this point that means there'll be like some games that just don't exist from your perspective because like they yeah. will they've missed their time to shine but they'll still come out after <laughs> after you've changed
1: metric I mean in our case it's like we're not a big outlet right so in our case it's like we can't play everything we can't and most outlets can't right but like they can cover most of the big ones whereas we can't even do that we cover what we what we're interested in yeah. And what we fancy playing at the time so there, there is an argument for us to shift potentially to a system where we um, you know th- that that best game of last year or best game best old game that we've now played whether you know we, anything we play in the year should actually just be eligible. Game
0: we want to give an award to but doesn't qualify for
2: the year something like that <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's like you need to have you need to have game of the year and literal game of the year <laughs> Yeah, which is just Rocket <laughs> League every single year. <laughs> <laughs> well, it might not be this year. No, you know, Rocket League's not. had some problems this year. Some of which we'll get to later, I guess.
1: Potentially. Uh, right, yeah, anyway, shout out to No Man's Sky. Um, we got a Dragon Age trailer. Because that uh, is I think still that, happening. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's still a thing, and it's just called Dragon's Age. Dragon <laughs> Dragons. Dragons. <laughs> it's, just Dragons. Just,
2: it's just called something that Rob couldn't quite pronounce.
1: <laughs> my, my tongue failed me. It's just called Dragon Age. They've well, not put a subtitle maybe. or anything on it. But then that's fine, right? Because there hasn't actually been a Dragon Age game just called Dragon Age. I guess.
2: They had but Dragon is that Age. fine? I thought, well, that's still fine. The, the, the Dragon Age. Age. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dragon <laughs> Kings
1: uh i mean it was a totally nondescript trailer really yeah can't really tell anything about it just that you know, hey, dragon age is still a thing someone get hype uh and then we got a game that might interest zach because it's Maybe. an endless of the it's an of
2: the endless game well this is the thing it's like you it was remember. a cool trailer oh, Wow. Kind of cool. The sort of sort of alien band. You may remember that we that even in a video yes we did make a video of it. We played a game called Dungeon of the Endless. And they're now making a game called Endless Dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because that's what Dungeon of the Endless should have actually been called to start with, because all of their games in the Endless series are like Endless something, like Endless Space and Endless Legend, and then yeah. you had Dungeon of the Endless, which didn't fit the naming scheme. And it was like, well, that's weird. But now they're actually making <laughs> Endless Dungeon. Endless Dungeon, yeah. <laughs> Except it seems to just be effectively a sequel to Dungeon of the Endless.
1: Kinda. They're assuring the whole strategy element, aren't they? Well, not the whole strategy a... element.
2: Like it sounds like there's still some like they it. When they've talked about it, it's it sounds like you still have like the door mechanics, like you open a door and then that starts a wave. Oh, I see. Right, and there's still some deploying of turrets that you can see in the video, so there's still some of the turret-based stuff, but maybe not like so much of a building up over time kind of thing. It might just be like for that wave. So I don't know how much of it is exactly like Dungeons of the Endless, but yeah, they're basically making a sequel to that game, I suppose.
1: Yeah but it, you know I I I don't know how much uh, probably nothing of the um the trailer's style Will, will come through well you know i mean, I mean people because the, the whole <laughs> the whole band singing thing like just really it really caught my attention and being and the way that trailer was structured was like this is smartly made and seems really cool what is it going to be and then you actually see a bit of gameplay and it's like oh it's a
2: twin stick uh, kind of thing well, and it's like is it i don't even know it's like so it, looked, it looked a little bit twin sticky to me because they said that you get like multiple characters and you can play it in multiplayer but you can also play it mm. in single player and like switch characters so I have no idea how that's actually going to function. But people are already pissed that it's like, you know, it's the classic indie game problem of they've transitioned to, like, generic 3D models instead of really nice pixel art.
1: Yeah.
2: like They didn't they haven't do-
1: doubled down on what they had before and have gone a different direction. Um, hey, it may have been cool if
2: they'd have sort of kept the cartoony look that they had. Well, I mean, they've what? tried, but because it's generic 3D models, it just doesn't they haven't done it well enough, probably. I mean, I think it looked fine. Yeah, I mean, it does look fine. Yeah. But the pixel art in, the, in Dungeon and the Endless was so good. Like, the was lighting really effects on that pixel art was ridiculous. Mm.
1: It was quite good, but it's in, a, it's in a crowded... Well, everything's crowded right now. <laughs> well, it's another there's, run there's, game. There's, there's, yeah, it's That's another run game. Now. Yeah. <laughs> At least... At least they've done it before. Maybe I'm more okay with that <laughs> than than someone else okay trying to get in and be Rogue like,
4: Legacy
1: "I know." And... <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Rogue Legacy Two. That well, that one can get by because Rogue Legacy One was so good. Basically, I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> do you want some Unreal Tournament? There's a little bit of it in Warframe. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> How so? <laughs> they're just pulling over, pulling in some of the guns from Unreal Tournament into Warframe <laughs> with a very cheesy trailer that was like you have become unstoppable <laughs> and bringing in the old UT voiceover nice I mean it's not a UT game it's like I don't care <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> it's, it's such a weird thing to do though I guess it's because you know Warframe and Epic are pretty close because it's an Unreal Engine game but monster kill I don't know if they said monster kill. They might have just said double kill. Oh, no.
0: Double kill. Yeah, but does Quake have double kill? No, is is just no. Nah. that has double kill, multi kill, ultra kill. No, oh, it might have been ultra kill. It might have been what they used. Blah, 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 kill. And then blah, 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 blah. who goes unstoppable? Is that UT or no? Is that that? Yeah, no, Quake? there
1: isn't. There an unstoppable in UT. I think at, at one point they introduced ludicrous as well ludicrous ludicrous something like that
0: ludicrous speed <laughs> what's that from that's space balls isn't it space balls, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think and, and isn't that in um, in every Tesla right yes speed, yeah there's right? a mode <laughs> nice did you see the going completely off topic did you see the SpaceX test of the starship No, no. It was quite. It was pretty cool. I mean, it's just the latest in a series of tests. It didn't fully work, so it did explode. But it was still, still mostly worked. Like it, like it's pretty big, and it sort of, you know, zoomed up into the sky with three engines on. Gradually turned the engines off one by one, which worked fine, and then it sort of flipped over and sort of did a sort of belly flop glide down on its little weird aero surface wing things and then at the last second it does this crazy flip over um to to land land vertically but it didn't hmm. quite reach zero velocity at the right point <laughs> because hmm. the uh the um fuel pressure from the cuz apparently they use like separate tanks for the landing for the fuel which makes sense so that it's not sloshing around you know right, the, yeah. the, the main tank half empty and the pressure wasn't enough, so that so, so, so it just hit. Uh, what did Elon Musk call it? Uh, RUD, Rapid Unplanned Disassembly. <laughs> it didn't, yeah, so it exploded, but it was still cool. And they, they're getting closer with that thing, which is now called Starship. I'm a bit disappointed because originally it was called the BFR. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> Might be slightly harder at a brand. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Which is a, hopefully connects to our talk of Unreal and Quake weapons, flat cannon, BFR.
1: Uh, yeah, it's just just some of those weapons in the game now. Yeah. Uh, what else we got? Vin Diesel isn't done with being in video <laughs> games. God, is he not? <laughs> so, I mean. This is one of those trailers that looks like this This could be interesting, right? <laughs> up until you see what game it is. Yeah, Because um, it's like this very lengthy uh, cinematic trailer of Vin Diesel and his tribe of people in a tropical environment protecting them against some orc-like dudes, I guess. And then a T-Rex turns up and starts terrorizing everyone and they run away and then they find some sort of computer in a cave and then they look at something some sort of skyline um all quite well produced at this point and then it says arc 2 and you're like oh all right well what is arc 2 then are they making like a campaign based thing (laughs) in the sort of arc environment or is it just another survival game (laughs) probably just another
2: survival game Uh, which is like they've made like three times already
1: (laughs) yeah but then we're like why why have all this story Because Vin Diesel. Because
0: Vin Diesel, yeah. So, Vin Diesel. (laughs) I mean, you can just stop there. (laughs) I mean, obviously that's not his real name, right? It's a stage name, presumably, right? Vin Diesel. I mean, no one's called Diesel, are they? But I'm wondering about Vin. Is that a name, or was he thinking vehicle identification number?
1: (laughs) I mean, almost certainly not, because I'm pretty sure that's a
2: UK thing. Or was he thinking about French wine? (laughs) van 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 diesel Diesel. (laughs) wine
1: diesel (laughs) doesn't sound like the nicest kind
0: of wine vin is vin a name i guess vincent it's short for vinnie yeah okay but so he's like i'm gonna be vincent diesel (laughs) (laughs) my name's actually mark sinclair (laughs) is that actually his name yes
3: okay his name is
1: Oh, hi, I, mean, is it, <laughs> I mean, is there any kind of like actual like background as to why he called himself Vin Diesel? I don't know. There's probably it's probably one of those things, right? Where he, there was already a Mark Sinclair or something on the actors' register, right? And it was just like
2: <laughs> it was probably or, he was like, "Let me, let me, when I'm Disney for Fast and the Furious, let me come up with a name that coincidentally is real suitable." <laughs> It just, it just so says that he. T- that, it was way before that. <laughs>
1: yeah, it it just says he took the name Vin Diesel when he was working as a club bouncer on on this listing.
2: Well, I guess that makes sense if you
1: want like a way more hardcore a name, hard than Mark. Name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mr. <laughs> Mr. T, kind of thing. Uh, apparently, his, his stepfather was called Irving Vincent, so maybe that came came ah, into play.
0: Okay. There you go. Bit of I've Vin discovered... Diesel biography for you. <laughs> I didn't. Know, I don't know if I told you guys, but I was doing some Duolingo French lessons the other, a while ago, and I, I realized that my favorite guitarist's stage name is a pun, which I didn't realize before, because he's called from the Smiths. He's called uh, Johnny Marr. Johnny Johnny Marr, but Johnny Marr means um, I'm fed up. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, in, in French. <laughs> So he's like got a depressing stage name. Oh Shani, Mar. I'm,
1: I'm further. oh, Shani Mar. I'm playing for the Smiths. Yeah. <laughs> Heaven Ooh. knows I'm miserable now. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Marvin from Hitchhiker's Guide. <laughs> I've got a pain in all the diodes down my left side.
3: <laughs>
1: it's <sighs> pretty good. So, yeah, Arc 2, Vin Diesel get your deep voice on uh but arc 2 is probably gonna suck because it's <laughs> i don't know it's I like it's a hugely popular game i guess but there is nothing about it that appeals um which means i'm probably not going to watch the arc animated series either but <laughs> no. but, then, but then again i might because you know it's got russell croven diesel and david tennant in it amongst a
2: other list of People that I can't remember. Yeah, but but... The, having good actors doesn't save a good script. There's, I mean, bad script necessarily. No. Then, like, what story are you going to tell? It's like dinosaurs fighting. I mean, I guess <laughs> but like, there's no story to that. <laughs> some someone trying to survive. Yeah. It's a story for the ages. <laughs> I mean, the Vin Diesel Arc Two trailer s- has like some of the backstory of the Arc, where it's like, you know, it's 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 not in the past. It's in the future, and all that stuff.
1: Yeah. Because it's a crashed arc of some description. Yeah.
0: I mean we we all know there's only two stories that get told over and over the hero's journey and dinosaurs fighting. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Forevermore. And the T Rex eventually becomes the good guy. Probably. I mean that's how arc works, I guess. Tape them. <laughs> that's how all of Jurassic
2: World works. Jurassic Park and all that. T Rex is a good guy now. Only because there was more bad dinosaurs. <laughs> you <can have> dinosaurs <laughs> fighting. You can't just have generic good T. Rex fighting humans. <laughs> Except you know they fight humans. They you probably could. Yeah. But not 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 because they're good.
1: <laughs> so there's that. Um, Elite Dangerous Odyssey had a trailer <laughs> which you know used the um, you know somewhat completely obvious. Ground control to Major Tom, yeah, Space Oddity thing, um, from Bowie. Uh, it's like it's like, all right, mm, little on the nose. You could have done better than that. However, I couldn't help but think watching that trailer. Is Elite Dangerous actually about to out Star Citizen? Star Citizen? I mean,
2: yes, like, literally. They're releasing yeah. everything that Star Citizen is, is <laughs> that keeps saying they're going to do, but <laughs> the Elite Dangerous is actually doing it. Because <laughs> I knew
1: they were going to do planet like <laughs> landings. I knew they were going to do wandering about. And I knew they were going to do like. You know, vehicles and all that stuff, and then they were going to use interior space stations and all that. So I didn't
2: realize it was going to put. They were going to do the whole shooter aspect to it as oh, well. Really? Oh, really? I mean, goodness. what else are you going to do when you're on foot? <laughs> it was the same situation yeah. I when mean, they first put in, when they first started working on, um, you know, human avatars in Eve. It was just like, right, what are you yeah. going to do with them? Well, eventually, there's going to be some kind of shooter mechanics. <laughs> of course, that never happened in Eve, but that was one of the original parts of that plan. <laughs>
0: What has even happened to Star Citizen? I mean, Nothing. It's, it's apparently to do exactly what it's
1: doing. It's apparently still in development. That that
2: it still exists for all intents and purposes. It's just they're still making roadmaps for their roadmaps.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, what's to it like to work to on make that thing?
0: Pour so much effort into building some—I don't know—some spaceships or some. Module of it, like the shooting module or something, and then it never, never, never does <laughs> easy, anything. Easy money, I bet. There's probably yeah, there's no deadlines because <laughs> it's like a giant pyramid screen, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: it's just annoying that like I, I played it, the al- one of the alpha parts of it at some point. And it's like this is technically a functional game on some level, just like it was a very tiny segment of that game. <laughs> so like they. Work does actually exist. It's not a complete you no. It's vapor not MVP. vaporware. Yeah. <laughs> well,
0: partially vaporware. Mm,
2: yeah. But they just can't, you know, get their asses together to to make a complete product. I
1: mean, how big a team do you reckon they actually have? Like, is it just like is it is it actually just two guys or something? It's Chris Roberts and some other dude? <laughs> I don't think Chris Roberts
0: actually works on it, though. <laughs> No, he's just,
1: he just—he know, he just enjoys the mansion. Yeah,
0: we've started as a really yeah, side yeah. of it. Do you remember that console years ago that was total vaporware? What was it called? Phantom <laughs> so, or something? Yes. Little, oh yeah. Literal that, vapor. That was. I mean, hilarious. you could you, you could argue that the uh, I thought that, that Uyo was to be one of those, yeah. but it actually came out. But obviously, it was. Well, you, yeah. just there's it. that
1: Atari console. Yeah, but, but that could be another one. Because the probability of that saying the light of day seems pretty low. (laughs) Even if it does have Tommy Teller goes supporting it. (laughs) If you bought an Ouya, you're an idiot.
0: (laughs) I know someone with an Ouya. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, it's probably worth a bit of money now, isn't it? It's probably like a curiosity thing. Well, they weren't, Uh, at the
1: time, they weren't actually that bad in like media players either. Right, yeah. 'Cause you know, we hadn't really gotten into the HD era that no, much that's yet. True. And um Hey, there was some there was some fun little Android games on it. And don't forget, without the Ouya, we might not have had um Oh god, what's that thing called? You fire arrows at people, one shot kill game. Pixel. Uh, made by Matt Makes Games. Um <laughs> I can remember everything but the name. I think I know what you mean. Not Castle Storm, that's something else. Yeah. Anyway, really good four-player, yeah, com- combat game. That, I think that we kicks ass. probably he could w- have had that without the <laughs> Yeah, but he made it for the Ouya first.
2: Yes, but like if, if you assume that the Ouya had like not actually come out, I'm sure he would have eventually put that onto like Steam anyway. <laughs> it's
1: the guy that made Celeste, is not it? It's, um, it's, it's that that guy. Yeah,
0: you can kind of tell from oh, yeah. that. Uh, Towerfall Ascension, yeah. Towerfall, yeah, that's yeah. the one. Okay, that's what you're searching for. Okay, cool. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, and and the um, yeah, it was the Ouya was an Android thingy, right? Wasn't it? Yeah, basically. Did, have we talked on the podcast? Did we talk last time about Apple Silicon? Um, um I th- we may have mentioned it because I've been reading about it, and it's very interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, I know this is a bit off topic from the game awards, but like, hmm, and of course, slightly off topic from games, technically, right? But, but like. What do you know about Apple Silicon?
1: Very little, other than that it's in their current products and it has a compatibility problem, obviously.
0: Yeah, so they just launched two uh, laptops with uh, Apple Silicon, which is uh, full-on... Uh, it's you know, all the M1 chip. The M1 chip, which is a system-on-a-chip ARM architecture for a personal computer, right, rather than a tablet. Um Uh, And so, of course, because it's a system on a chip, you know, you can't replace the memory because there's no motherboards, you know, that's not how it works. It's a system on a chip just like the consoles, right? Or just like an iPad. It's an iPad with a keyboard, right? Um, It's unbelievably fast and it's uh, double the battery life, right, compared to an Intel chip. Wow,
1: Intel's... Without being too anti Intel here, it's like yeah, the Intel chips have never been great for battery life. No experiences. Like no,
0: they've tr- they've tried, but they've not been as strong, I think, as AMD's battery performance. So obviously, there's going to be compatibility problems, and everyone thought, oh, it's like the usual thing where, um, you know, you know, you want a few iterations on it before it gets good, but if you're a normal person. It seems like so they've brought out two laptops. One's the MacBook Air, and one, and then and then they've got the small MacBook Pro. And the only real they've actually got the exact same chip on, so they have exactly the same specs. The only difference is that the the Pro has a fan, so it has active cooling, so it doesn't throttle down when it gets hot. It can actually cool itself, so it can go right for longer doing intensive stuff. But it's actually the okay. same chip. Mm. and um i think if you're a normal person and and uh then and you're not trying to do dev work or whatever uh get that macbook air and you're pretty much set i don't think there's much incompatible because their like translation layer apparently is already good enough for like photoshop and stuff because they haven't quite got their adobe with you know the the moving to the new architecture that'll be next year but apparently their translation layer is are pretty amazing, and it's very interesting. I've been reading about how it works, and it is quite clever. Um, but it's like a meta problem for the industry, is like because Apple are obviously the biggest company. I think they're the biggest company on the stock exchange, aren't they? Uh, no, so they, they're like the biggest company in the world. In they're the world, like yeah. yeah, publicly traded. Anyway, there yeah. might be some private oil company that's bigger, but, oh, but perhaps yeah. Uh, but they've poured their resources into this, and and it looks like Intel. And to a certain extent, AMD are kind of screwed because their whole business model is to sell CPUs, right? Um, um, but this system-on-a-chip approach, right? So that so that if you're a PC manufacturer, you put that together mm-hmm. with memory and all the other parts to make a PC, and then you sell that. But because Apple control the whole product, they can put everything on this system-on-a-chip style and use this ARM architecture, and um, you can't really beat it. So they're Kind of, and and I wonder what it means for consoles I, as well, because consoles are now A and D systems that's, on a chip. That's,
1: that's the more interesting side of this is is the console side, because yeah. hey, the, wall, the walled garden of Apple is always going to have problems. It's always going to have, um, uh, it's always going to have people like yet yeah, not wanting to do that because you know. PC build. Absolutely. The whole point of a PC build is to have a, have it have a system that does exactly what you want and not be beholden to anyone, exactly <laughs> to to hold you back, or you know, <laughs> or to hold yourself back, <laughs> depending on your skill level. Yeah, um, indeed. But but yeah. So I, you know, I don't think it kills the PC at all. I don't think it's. I don't think it, really it changes might for all laptops, that. I don't though. think it all. all... Yeah. It, I mean, it may. Push things that way, but hey you're right the, the consoles are already system on the chip
0: a m d designs yeah a m d could just put that in a laptop, but that's the thing they're x eighty six that's the thing that's different, right, which means you get windows yeah exactly, <laughs> which means which is fine but it's it's just slower it's just this, this yeah this,
1: but windows it, has far you know to get into the old argument, Windows is a far more flexible platform for the majority of people,
0: yeah, exactly, but it's just. In terms of like computing, if you if you do dig strapped away like the operating system system and stuff, then they, there's just a problem like for the future. I don't know how where, how they'll come back at it, but basically they've got something that'll be faster, cheaper, and better battery life, and there's no real way to come back. So <laughs> we'll have to see what happens, but it, it doesn't seem like you can fix x eighty six to get to that level of performance that you can get with that ARM architecture
1: i don't know i'm throwing my skepticism out there on this one i think it's a. I think it's a step obviously the consoles have proven you can do quite a lot with an soc architect you know of yeah anything. i'm sure there'll be it, act- but but there's there's a there's a huge amount of fallbacks like as well They're like there are limitations there are you can't upgrade you can't do any of this yes, stuff you can't it's upgrade, like that's yeah. i mean that and that's that will be problematic for yeah it's true for, for some applications it's like i don't see these turning up as server farms for instance i don't see these turning up in
0: well the servers in... are going for like massively parallel arm right so they have you get an arm chip that has like a 100, 128 cores on it for servers so that's the way that the cloud computing is going um because then you can handle they're all low clock speed like individually but you can handle like Hundreds, you know, thousands and thousands of connections, right?
1: For clouds, but not local servers. That's not, oh, that's, yeah. No, I mean, that's local. not. Yeah, it's not quite the same thing. Um. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I would not go extreme. all fanboy
1: about it now. It's like, yeah, it's it's a, it's good. I'm not going to lie. Okay, I can't. I can't just. I mean, that, I I
0: can't get well. I these don't think it changes yet. the
1: industry particularly
0: yet. I think. Well, I think it will but we'll have to see what happens but for me like i need it cuz i need to run docker or whatever so i can't you, i can't get an arm chip currently but and they haven't done the macbook pro for you know with the the the, the full size macbook pro yet um so that'll be like middle of next year or or later um but it is it does pose a problem for like the industry for like normal laptops and for like normal people um and not and but we'll have to see what it has on I get, games I...
1: I guess what I don't want to happen in any of this is forced obsolescence. Yeah. It's, it's all it is, is it's another step towards people like Apple and manufacturers Mm -hmm. to suddenly go, we're not supporting this device anymore. Screw you. Yeah. And I hate that. I absolutely loathe it with a passion because it is, it's not only bad for the consumer, it's bad for the environment, it's bad for, yeah. It's, I mean, that just, Android
0: are, is infamous for that,
1: right? Well, exactly. Any, well, any kind of phone, any kind of thing. I mean, an, I mean, Android's actually pretty decent about it. Like, a lot of its backward support is pretty great. You don't, you're, you're never forced to update. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, app developers are free to support whatever platform they want. They can go back as far as you like. <laughs> you just have to put the legwork in. Um, as far as I'm aware, uh, but I. just just it scares me i don't want any of that to happen yeah it's,
0: it's definitely a weird brave new world
4: i
1: don't know it's, well, no, like it's, it's, not, it's,
0: it's not brave
1: it's it's corporate greed
0: <laughs> well uh, yeah but in terms of like advances in computing if you take that out like uh, for as devices or whatever this is what the consoles have been doing for years and now the laptop or whatever normal computers are going to start doing it like to be i mean obviously computer. uh consoles but also phones and tablets right but now if it's computers as well um that's obviously the trend and AMDs presumably are in a better place than intel right i would expect yeah because they've just come back with ryzen and stuff but they have better graphics so if they, they did because intel's integrated graphics is notoriously unbelievably shit right Yep. Um, so although they're supposedly
1: making strides on that there was there was some announcement relatively recently um that they were pushing forward of something. But, yeah, I don't know the detail on that. Um, but, yeah, and also Intel seem to be a bit panicky right now as yeah. they're throwing shade at AMD and throwing statistics around that aren't really the whole picture. To I think they're and... in trouble, Intel. Yeah. Yeah, which two years ago I wouldn't have said
0: would have been a concern. Um, yeah. But... but we'll see. But it does seem like we're just starting a new console cycle. But I think... You know, it could be that by the middle of the cycle or, you know, if you were to, if you were to do it now, would you choose x86? I guess. I don't know. I mean, yes, because I want Windows
1: and (laughs) it's that simple with me. It's like where Windows is, I am because of the compatibility yeah, and the flexibility that I use. It's like unless. Yeah, it's one of those things, right? It's the same with everything. There's there's, there will. We're waiting for the day where PCs. I mean, it happens periodically, I guess. But we're waiting for the day where PCs aren't going to be compatible with themselves. Um, if you if you get what I mean, it's like you can mm. you, you can go back almost as far as you want on a PC and everything still works. Yes, you now yeah. have to emulate DOS to some degree. Uh, yeah, Windows ninety five and ninety eight stuff. If you really want to go back that far, is tricky. Yeah, but almost anything just runs on Windows still. It's true. They as it ever was,
0: convert that um, to thirty-two bit or whatever.
1: Yeah, which is which is fantastic, and it's like, and as long as they can keep that going on whatever architecture
0: they move to, then everyone's happy. Yeah, they'll have to have the equivalent kind of translation layer stuff. Um, yeah, it's weird. Anyway, I don't know what it'll mean for, for, for consoles, because they don't have to worry about that, right? Unless, oh, I suppose... Well, they kind of do now. Yeah.
1: yeah I mean, the, X, the the whole backwards compatibility push for Xbox is it's no, no small feat. That's true. Um, although they've done a hell of a job, but yeah, you're right, they're still in x86 land, so emulating the bone <laughs> isn't a problem. Um, but they've still had to do some work to... Well, wh- whatever they've done to emulate original Xbox and... Uh,
0: 360. That is cool, though, though. not quite It's quite impressive. I mean, OG Xbox games haven't been able to play them very well for quite a while. No, I think there are some
1: emulators that can now do some OG Xbox stuff. It's some, but it's, like, it's it's still pretty limited. Basically, it's a Pentium 3, and you're trying to emulate a Pentium 3 and an NVIDIA chip. and Yeah. <laughs> but they were customized like in weird ways that no one really knows. Oh, that's
3: mad. It's
1: crazy. Yeah, both both exciting, but let's let's hold fire on the uh, optimism just yet.
0: It <laughs> could all go sour. I mean, it's like a compatibility thing is the main thing, right? So it's like because I was thinking, like if just for my. Computing for work, but I should get like because I don't have a. I've never bought a Mac. I just have ones from work. But like, mm. if I'm never going to get one. Maybe I should get the last the last Intel one before they switch over. And then I saw oh, like I how insane the the right out of the gate the M1 chips are, and it's like nope, hold fire. <laughs> mm. Wait, got to wait until these ones get good now. Yeah, well, give, give them a, get, give them a couple of iterations. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. then
1: and then there'll be something special. But that sort of stuff makes sense in mac land right mac has always been sort of separate it's always been walled garden it's always sort of thing like they can do whatever yeah, they really want no, that's, that's true fine. but it
0: hasn't given them a big advantage in the past like in fact they had to switch from power pc to intel right and then it's mm. basically apples to apples comparison although they control their os like really like you can get a faster pc than a mac for cheaper right and you have you have been able to for years right
1: uh yeah um, but well, that we, I guess we, I guess, yeah, I guess we have to see how the prices of these things uh change over time,
0: yeah. It's weird because it, I was like, oh, you know, I, I liked Intel Max because they like were like compatible, right? <laughs> it's like it was so good that they switched away from PowerPC and actually got with the program, whatever. And then when I heard they were going away from it again, it was like, a, and turning the the Work laptops into basically iPads. I was like, oh, for God's sake, that's going to be rubbish. Turns out, no.
1: you <laughs> so what else is weird. That that? Meat Boy games coming out.
3: Because it still bum, hasn't. Bum,
0: Somehow, <laughs> Super Meat Boy takes forever. forever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you call your game forever, you're just inviting comparisons with Duke Nuke. Yeah.
2: yeah, you really are. <laughs> But everyone already uh, December, agrees. December twenty third. Like, everyone already agrees that that's not as good as original Meat Boy because of how they've changed the systems.
1: Really? <laughs> well, it's got like a combat mechanic now, isn't it? Well, it's, it's because a,
2: it's more like a. It's an infinite run. It's sort of a runner, and it's like you're not. It's more like you're not actually directly controlling Meat Boy as much as you are, like hitting the QTE QTEs almost.
0: Right. That doesn't sound.
2: I'm sure it's probably good, right? Though I mean, it's probably fine. It's probably just not as good as the original. People. <laughs> I
1: mean, I mean, what's the the story with this? Is it made by because it's clearly not made by the original team meet anymore, right? Because they they kind of split and started doing their own things. Or I think it is made by some of them. Or Is it all one of them? Because there's only two of them in the original. But yeah, and Danny B on music.
2: It's just taking too long to come out. It's like, at the time when they first announced it, the runner thing hadn't been done so much, but now it has. <laughs> and then Rob can be annoyed.
1: Run based games. It might, I, I really don't know anything about it.
2: Maybe it's just called Forever and it has a runner mode, but that has the levels still. I don't think so, because I think it was intended for phones originally as well.
1: But then how does the whole um, like replay thing work? You just do a run and then it flows a different level. Is it randomized, or can you just keep playing the same level, level over and over again?
2: Oh, I don't think it's that. I don't think it's like. A, I think there are levels, but I think it's more like an. Maybe not. Maybe calling it a runner is not exactly the right term. It's more like an auto runner, not an infinite runner. <laughs> oh, right, right. So right, right. Got you.
1: So you're always at always at pace. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah,
2: like that Mario game, right? Well, I guess that wasn't even auto either. Yeah, it was well, kind no, of yeah, No, it was, kind like, of was. Yeah,
3: yeah. was
2: awesome. yeah. 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 You're thinking more like Runner. Like <laughs> BitTrip Runner. Yeah, I guess. That would be the much more useful comparison for a Runner game. <laughs> the one that's literally called Runner.
1: I <laughs> know <laughs> well, you mean. Runner kind of like, implies those infinite ones like Robot Unicorn Attack and <laughs> yeah, whatever. Jetpack Joyride. <laughs> yeah. Or Sonic Runner, whatever it was called. Mm. There was a Sonic one. It was 3D. Uh, What else we got? Um, Star Wars: Tales from the Galaxy's Edge, a VR thing.
0: Isn't that already really bad? I mean, I mean, I, I, I know that you have to tone things down a little bit for VR, like, in order to make it... Galaxy's Edge is the Disney, is the, uh, sorry, Disney World, what's it called? Disneyland. Um, oh, is it? Yeah, area, the... Star Wars area, yeah. Um, so, Tales from so... Disneyland, then. Yeah, must <laughs> be a t- tie-in, too.
1: I just, I, I, I didn't think it looked good at all. It showed
2: really badly. Um, I mean, it showed about as well as most VR games do. yeah i guess you could you could never make that look that good because of the way like human beings move their head
1: (laughs) Uh, yeah sure (laughs) i mean it kind of looks bad from that but i mean like the visual fidelity didn't look very hot and it's i don't know what it was running on whether it was psvr or something like that in which case it's
2: forgivable but i mean again that's like you're not that that you're not even actually seeing it you'll see like half the resolution or whatever probably because it's sure one eye or, or however they've pulled that footage out
1: yeah if you want to talk about resolution then yeah sure but like the fidelity of the effects was low as well it's not like it was high texture detail or quality lighting or anything like that um which could also be said about ea's other um vr thing they showed which was the medal of honor game that respawn are making um which showed a lot better. I'll give it that. Um, but it's still, yeah, visual fidelity was pretty low.
2: That's just middle of <laughs>
1: They haven't made one of these <laughs> for so long. Oh, what? They just, they just nicked the original assets. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: do you want to talk about Rocket League Season 2? I mean, we could do that later, but we could do it now, I guess. <laughs> because... In a surprising turn of events, on the positive side of this, Season 2 started immediately after Season 1. Which is a positive if you don't like giant undefined gaps like they used to have, but probably a negative for the developers now working in Epic's Crunch Culture.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, probably. And at least the content this time around seems alright.
2: Marginally better than than Season 1. It's music and Rave themed. <laughs> yes, but like,
1: you can get a booster that, that sounds like a that. fat bassline.
2: Oh, I don't. yeah, the boot the boosts look, sound kind of annoying, especially <laughs> in, well some of them. And the level isn't it isn't as cool as you would hope. It's like that was all right. It's all right, on that level, but it's just like yeah. I also, it, it kind of has. I don't know if it's exactly the same problem as Acrodome used to have. It used to have, but it's like. Because the cage is fully transparent unless the ball is near it, it's much harder to judge distance uh, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's that's annoying. I'll I'll give you that. That is, that is quite irritating. And obviously, being a new stage, you're just not used to like reading the floor texture for position, which you sure. know, is something you wouldn't even necessarily know that you're doing most of the time, but you do. <laughs> you def- Yeah, you definitely are. And they sort
1: of borrow the... Um... I think they borrowed a lot of the aesthetic from what they did for like some the 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 screens at the, around the rim at the top of hoops, and well, the, it, um, it, the and, and the old
2: is... VR levels, whatever they were called, the, yeah. the labs. Or the whatever. aesthetic is quite a lot like Rocket Labs in general, which again just makes you miss Rocket Labs. Give us yeah, the Rocket Labs playlist. Bit. Goddamn use.
1: Yeah, that was kind of fun. But
2: then on the negative side, because. I guess this will be my moment to talk about Rocket League rather than when I've been playing Rocket League but negative side I get to complain about apparently the thing that is just what I complain about now UI problems I noticed I could not select doubles
1: mode in casual it just wouldn't let me move move the cursor over there and it would disappear somewhere else (laughs) that's not the problem that i was referencing but that (laughs) is a problem it would like highlight for a split second and then like it would be like nothing would be selected
2: i'm like where's the cursor gone no the problem that i'm referencing is that just like the previous patch the season one patch they've continued whoever's doing the ui development has unlearned the fact that you shouldn't change ui flow unless it's super necessary (laughs) well they're done now well, for some reason at the end of a match now, it automatically highlights party up, a feature which no oh, one uses or wants. Yes. <laughs> it it does do that. Yeah, that's quite annoying. And it's like it's a double it's doubly annoying. So it highlights party up and so if you're if what you'd usually be doing is you'd just be like mashing A for all your drops and then you'd keep <laughs> pressing A and it'd be find new match and that'd be what you want. But now it's like, oh no, I've accidentally offered to join a party that I don't want because why would anyone ever use that feature? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, someone did do that with me the other night. We were having a pretty decent run on drop shot. Sure, up. but like,
2: that's just not it. There's no reason for it to be the default option for sure. Like, like I know I want it to just be find next. Yeah, yeah so you can match through max. like it like you always did. And but then, then it's uh, not. It's they've actually. They've actually screwed more people than you would, than it even seemed at first glance. Because at first I was like, well, they've screwed people who just mashed through to find the match. But what they've actually done is they haven't just had it be highlighted. They also haven't moved it out of the middle of the list. So if you were, say, a person who always goes into training after finishing a match, they've screwed you as well because it highlights the middle of the list and training is up the list instead of down the list now. <laughs> So now, mm. if your muscle memory is to always go to training, you're accidentally going into the options, menu <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's so like, like, I mean, I mean, I'm not, I'm not
1: too against. I'm, I'm a little bit against them making party up the one that they highlight. I'm not too against them changing the flow to some degree, but it's,
2: it's just a completely unnecessary change. Though
1: there's no reason is, for them to have done it. I mean, that they, they kind of got rid of most of the prompts as well. To like, as what well, they, they cut down on that, didn't they? Because you don't get so many. There's no confirmation prompts really any longer. No things. The challenges are kind of their own little
2: thing now, aren't they? As well, so those those aren't ticking off. And they also—I didn't even realize—in that in that menu, they've also got rid of the save replay button and moved it to just click left stick. Which is oh, that's a weird choice. In some ways better, but in some ways again unnecessarily changing UI flow for no reason. <laughs> yeah,
1: but click left stick as but a. We, Save replay ops? That's a
2: that's just a weird choice. Well, it's like click right stick to hide the scoreboard, so they were already already using stick clicking in that. I mean, that's that that's more anyway. acceptable because it's like a it's a
1: transient thing, like but an act, like an action to confirm <laughs> also,
2: the saving of a replay. That's a bit, that's a bit odd. Also, speaking of that, they've still they've even screwed that up because now when you hit when you actually remember to scroll up the menu and hit find new match instead of accidentally partying it pops up the actual, like, searching dialogue that you have to then back out of and then click the right sk- stick to hide the scoreboard if you even want to watch the replay. Like, you actually oh, have to press yeah. A and then B and then click the right stick <laughs> to actually just hide, whereas before it was all in the same menu.
1: And, yeah, I noticed that. the whole. Old, this comes back to your original complaints that the old system for having searching just hang out in the top right no matter where you're, what you're
2: doing. Yeah. It's just, kind of, they've kind just of, continued you know, to fuck up the UI totally unnecessarily and make weird decisions that don't make any sense. I mean, the only reason, <laughs> the only reason that you would put like automatically highlight party up is because they want to push for that. But why would anyone want to push for that? Like, what is their. They're trying to make the community better by making people get in parties, except what they're actually doing is making the the community pissed off when they accidentally end up in parties all the time. (laughs) It's like, it's not helping the problem that they're trying to solve.
1: Is there like a benefit to it, like
2: in Overwatch, where it's like
1: partying up gives you like an XP bonus? Well, there
2: is if you have the Rocket Pass, because of course, there's those, some of the Rocket Pass levels unlock extra XP while you're in a party or whatever. But just like, no. But just no, stupid decisions. Yeah, they're not. They're
1: not. They're, like you said, totally unnecessary. So that's <laughs> Rocket
3: League.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I might, I might be back in. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. All, the, all that. All those complaints. But hey, this this all Rocket League seems space. Seems alright. <laughs> I need a, Yeah. Basically, that's <laughs> all All you need is some fat dirty base uh, and then there's that Mass Effect teaser because <laughs> apparently Mass Effect is also happening as well as Dragon Age.
0: yeah
1: and it's Wait. just called Mass Effect right now
0: <laughs> Cause what, can no we one... glean, what can we glean from this it's back in the Milky Way yeah I guess. they're going <laughs> to pretend yeah. that Andromeda never happened I think um, so is that, Li- in... is that Liara I mean Liara? I
1: think that's what they're implying but uh-huh. you know it's hard to tell with you sorry yeah but not that sounds quite racist,
0: doesn't it? <laughs> like, <laughs> That's all right. I mean, Ashley Williams was pretty space racist, so.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, there's nothing really a pull apart from this too too much, other than they're investigating what looked like some. But the thing is, is like they looked at like an N7 logo. That could be anyone's N7 logo, right? right. It's not just yeah. Shepherd that was N7,
0: <laughs> no. So is this is this sequel or prequel? Or what's going on? We don't know. Well, I imagine
1: if... <laughs> if, if, uh, if Mass Effect if, 3 will be canonical. <laughs> will, be, will be canon, yeah. yeah. Or is this just a Shadow Broker spin-off? <laughs>
0: I don't think they do a spin-off. They've got to do full-on main sequence. Let's, let's, let's try and... Re- rescue this
2: franchise (laughs) they definitely could jam in a like a a side story that happens during one or between the other games like what the shadowbreaker theoretically was except it didn't really we've we've always said that the you know the mass effect
1: universe is in theory big enough and fleshed out enough that they could do whatever the hell they want in it right a bit like star wars they could just sort of they could make stories that don't have to follow the reapers or the shepherd saga or anything like that it's 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 rich enough that you could go there and have a space adventure you just have to not make it bad looking at you andromeda
0: yeah i like that universe they did really well to build that universe obviously it's constructed out of a whole bunch of tropes but that's fine that's cool so is star wars (laughs) Well, I mean, Star Wars is the trope now, I guess. But yeah. original Star Wars wouldn't have
1: had it, would it? Was it tropey even on the? Do you reckon when it was created? Well, oh mean, yeah, it's, it's, I mean,
2: it's a trope of like not sci-fi converted into sci-fi. That's yeah, like the yeah. whole point of Star Wars. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay yeah, yes, it's, yeah, it's like adventure serial slash hidden fortress, right?
0: Which is the Kurosawa film and yeah and converted into, uh, but they added obviously there's sci-fi tropes added into Star Wars, right? Like. They got there's, there's literal Dune references in in the original Star Wars, right? Where they're talking about spice and there's yeah, like sure, yes. yeah, the spice mines
1: that you then get to drive through. Spice mines of guess in the Episode One racer, <laughs> uh, and that's the TGAs. Do you know who won best game? Um, do you know who were predicted to win best game and who totally won best game? Did they win Just, in almost every other category? They ran in a few others, yeah. Yeah. I don't think Include, we can inc- say
3: it.
4: <laughs>
3: the last of us. Yeah.
0: To, yeah. Despite despite my reservations. reservations. <laughs> part two. <laughs> I mean, I suppose the question is, what else won <laughs> other than The Last of Us Part Two? I mean, was so it Hades got some stuff? Yeah, um, that's probably an interesting one.
1: Yeah, th that, 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 but, that Punched above its weight, really um not that like we've played Hades, but you know it seems to have gone down pretty well,
0: although um, giving guess, that
1: best indie game when it's like supergiant who
0: is that indie mm. I mean well, technically they're not yeah. really
1: published or un- beholden unto a major publisher which yeah. so technically they're indie
0: I'm just saying they they've probably got scope to have higher production values than most indie games sure yeah. it's not
1: like they've Really, put out a bad game. Among Us was the real indie one. Yeah, for this yeah. Sense. I mean, that that picked up two awards, um, including
2: best multiplayer game, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then somehow Animal Crossing, the only thing it won was best family game, even though there's the whole you know save debacle of of Animal Crossing that prevents you from actually really playing it with your family.
1: <laughs> yeah, family fr- best family friendly game
2: i mean sure it's it's definitely family friendly it's not necessarily friendly for families
1: but then fall guys was in that category as well and you can't play that multiplayer unless you've got multiple consoles yeah it's like it's not it's it's, it depends on your definition of family because i think
2: animal crossing was in like one of the other categories that was more specifically like multiplayer right i forget what it was but like when, when they said that i instantly thought like but you can't. <laughs> it's just like, it's literally, you literally have this one save file that everyone gets crammed into and it doesn't actually work as that kind of game. Yeah, you've all got to work together. Is Animal
0: right? Crossing a best family game because it gives you a family when you're stuck on your own in lockdown? <laughs> well, <I> mean, <laughs> that is kind
2: of part of the reason. It's a dark take.
0: I mean, I think it's helped a lot of people this year.
2: Yeah, that's why it was in Game of the Years. <laughs> I mean, not really. <laughs> It's because there's nothing else came out, and Nintendo yeah, didn't put anything exactly. out and out anything else. You know, uh, speaking of which, there wasn't any any kind of hint of Breath of the Wild two or Metroid Prime four. Like was somewhat no, rumored.
1: Not, a, not, not even TGAs. a hint. But then, but then it was sort of. I mean, the Smash announcement was was somewhat inevitable because Nintendo the Smash, at least, has supported the uh, TGA's well, in the past. That did but, be confirmed before the actual show, so people did know uh, did the it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, Nintendo had already sort of said they weren't really going to announce anything else. Um, but now,
2: now it's going to make it even more, like... You're going to feel even more the the lack of, like, a Nintendo Direct in January. <laughs> because they don't do Nintendo yeah, Direct I guess. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, I, I reckon that's nonsense. I reckon they'll go back to some short-form. Maybe not a long-form Direct. Not that they were long in the first place, but, you know, we'll get something... Probably another indie, nindies, or whatever.
2: Yeah, but that's not what you want. You want the one where no. they talk about Breath of the fucking from Metroid Prime.
1: <laughs> They'll do one of those deep dives, I guess, maybe.
2: And yeah, um, then be like the month it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> that's not building hype. That's not telling us that it's actually going to have a release date. <laughs> i
1: tell you what I was mildly annoyed about in this like in the fighting game category right they brought back like the kind of ultimate editions of fighting games well i (laughs) I mean mortal kombat 11 ultimate one and like (laughs) that came out last year or the year before and it's just like okay ultimate is a fairly big expansion like the whole extra was it ultimate or is it no it was aftermath wasn't it the whole expansion bit where it's like hey there's a new story bit Mm. um that was kind of the big deal like why ultimate of all things? Uh, you know, you could have filled that space with them's fighting herds. And they could, I get. Mm, did that? And, and did One Punch Man, out, nobody <laughs> really likes. Like that was on this list, wasn't it? Like is yeah. One Punch Man kind of a bad fighting game? What <laughs> a weird category. Well, they definitely did have to stretch to fill it because was <laughs> actually made it on there. Well, it was like the the, uh, the the racing no strategy and sim category, wasn't it? It was, it was a bit of a weird one this year because it had like. Um, uh Gears Tactics going up against Flight Simulator. Yeah. Bizarre. I mean, Flight Sim took it. <laughs> but...
0: Definitely over Gears that Tactics. Is. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I haven't played Flight Sim, but I'll agree with that. <laughs> Actually, like, maybe that is game of the year, Flight Simulator 2020, if you count it as a game. <laughs> I mean, it kind of is, yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, they, they had a trailer... Here at the TGA is like saying the Xbox version's probably a bit further off than I think anyone expected, but hey, it's still coming. Like it's a Series X copy is coming summer mm. next year. That's cool. Uh, yeah, best um, soundtrack was Final Fantasy VII as well, which I think is kind of cheeky. yeah, that, that is a bit. <laughs> a bit lazy. I mean, they did do a good job of like yeah, yeah. they have d- they have done a fantastic job with it like i've listened to bits of it for sure uh, it's yeah it's it's a good take on but it's like hey it's kind of <laughs> it's final fantasy
2: 7 they did that already yeah. so it's, it's always it's almost like the best graphics category but for sound <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess <laughs>
0: So another slightly weird year,
1: I guess. Yeah, We're, weird on the award side, but then it always is that's awards, right? Our opinions aren't going to match those that are voting. That's the nature. Everyone loves opinions. Right, other news. What else is going on? Uh, not a great deal. Cyberpunk. Do you want to talk about
0: Cyberpunk at all? I mean, yeah, briefly, I, the reaction to it or whatever. Yeah. Also, the reaction I'm... to Giant Bomb's reaction is fucking typical, <laughs> Jeff Gerstmann.
1: Anyway, well, uh, um, yeah, I haven't watched any of that. But my 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 uh, my takeaway from it, from how I'm reading the impressions, are maybe wait a bit.
0: Yeah. Oh, maybe definitely now's
1: not the time.
0: Definitely um, wait. I mean, it was already releasing in a weird way across across generations. Like, yeah, um, and just when, um, you know really powerful ray tracing graphics cards have come out there and that are ludicrously expensive. Like, it's a strange time even on PC, let alone uh, consoles. I mean, the PC version supports all that, though, right? The ray tracing stuff. Yeah, it supports it all, but, Um, like, most people can't run that, right? Yeah, sure.
1: Yeah. But even so, the current standing is, is that, hey, that PC version is the better game than what you can get on consoles oh right yeah now. and it's like okay the console versions haven't come out for ps5 and series x yet these are we're no. talking last gen stuff right now yes um so you know hold off <laughs> hold off judging it for now but hey most people have got a ps4 uh, or or an Bone. yeah and those seem like shonky places to play the game <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> like frame rate all over the place um one of the most interesting threads i found on twitter around it was this this conversation around the graphical fidelity of um running what would be the xbox one x version on a series x and how wildly variable the the graphics quality is even there yeah so there's okay they, they've done a little bit of a given given you a little bit of a um a leg up on series x because there's an option to unlock the frame rate um that you can just turn on and You'll then get um, an up to sixty FPS experience <laughs> on your Series X, which you up definitely to. cannot do on on, on the it. others. Yeah. Um, so hey, that's something. Um, <laughs> however, there's just a, like you could take screenshots of the exact same scene taken by different players on the exact same hardware, and they look so amazingly different. Like they'll, they'll look terrible in in some screenshots and look fantastic in others and it's just what is going on like there's i don't quite I, understand it it's I like mean, the, one, the about... one that i i caught on was there's a scene near the start of the game we were talking to someone called Dexter i think um and he's like one of the like a like a substantial character or something like that and you're just sat in the car with him and yeah, some of the some of the graphics on that, like there's no lighting at all. It just looks like totally flat and static, whereas others are all dark and moody with lens flare. And uh, this is all apparently running on Series X and all coming from the same location. And it's 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 uh, I'm assuming it's a time of day thing, right, is is my guess. It's like perhaps the time of day you have that interaction changes how that scene looks and mm-hmm. that sometimes it just goes very badly wrong. <laughs> I mean but that's just one of the things on top of what is a
0: cavalcade of bugs and oh yeah glitches I mean, and... the bugs are hilarious, I mean that's great well, the bugs just yeah. just so we can enjoy the fun of I just watched one and it was fantastic <laughs> uh,
1: D, D- j Kipling has a good glitch clip up on Twitch right now oh, <laughs> I, su- I suggest you watch
0: that that's I'm pretty funny the, the, um... the glitches. I mean because I, the thing is when Red Dead Redemption One came out, that had all kinds of crazy glitches, but like they did. You know, that is a great game in the end, right? Yeah.
1: And it was the glitches were mostly limited to the PS3 version. They were,
0: yeah. You got that T pose uh, people models, but they were swapped out with like birds in the sky and stuff like oh, that. Yeah, no, the,
1: yeah. The best one is the model swaps. Yeah. Yeah. So bizarre <laughs> that, was good. That, that
0: it would just swap the model out, but the rigging still works. Yeah. The rigging worked. <laughs> I mean, there's some crazy stuff like that going on in Cyberpunk. Uh, I, I don't. What? I what's what's getting to me i think is that like i don't know this i don't know how rockstar did it with grand theft auto with the physics being just mm. like correct everywhere i mean obviously it it freaks out sometimes but in general nothing clips through anything really badly in grand theft auto even though it's this giant city and that seems to happen all over the place in um, in cyberpunk and it's just as soon as something clips through something or like bobbles or like you know plays the crash sound effect when it's halfway through something or something it just takes you Mm. completely out of it and it's like it's not a cohesive world basically there's definitely enough to
1: throw you like the um uh, I was surprised when I was watching Digital Foundry's um, PS4 breakdown um, that as one, you know, they were talking primarily about the frame rate tanking, and fair enough, it tanks. Yeah. They were driving down this specific like alleyway that causes like significant trouble. Um, but I was watching as people were diving out of the way of them. Quite a few of them dived
0: through a building. Through <laughs> and yeah. Just, and it's just like, okay, <laughs> we still haven't solved that yet. Apparently, well, except we, some except we have. seem to do a good job at it, right? <laughs> yeah. And I don't know what they have going for. that, I think maybe they just have different priorities in what they build. So they must have started with the physics, a bit like Half-Life 2 did, right, when they built... Grand Theft Auto Four, and just said, "Okay, Mm -hmm. we've got euphoria. This is the basis of everything, and like you know, we're going to build a whole complex world, but the basis is going to be like when a car wheel goes onto a curb, it's going to go actually up onto the curb, and you know, the the suspension is going to go down, and it's going to feel grounded. A little bit of a bounce, yeah, Yeah, and it's going to feel grounded in reality. And it seems like Cyberpunk, they just that's not that wasn't their approach. Yeah,
1: well, it was also in an age where." Focusing on that was somewhat more forgivable, right? Grand Theft Auto four and, and to some extent five, right? Those those were not performant games. No,
0: no. Um, I mean they ran they ran at sort of just about thirty on the on the three sixty, didn't they? I think. Yeah, um, but they weren't performant. <laughs> I mean, not no, by modern standards. No, they
1: definitely weren't. As soon as you got in a car, like it was kind of accepted that hey, things are going to be a little bit sluggish right yeah. now especially um, in 4 and hey yeah. Cyberpunk does the same thing so it's yeah. like uh, there's, there is an argument that there's maybe we should be a little bit lenient with sure. it but, but it's like it does, doesn't does mean that it's um, you know uh, uh, the, as you said the physics-y side of it doesn't seem to hold up either so it's not
0: like they're losing power because they're simulating more <laughs> it's it's just and I think odd. what i'm finding is that i like the cyberpunk aesthetic and like oh yeah I'm, look, I'm looking at screenshots and some of them look beautiful with all the ray tracing stuff but absolutely, absolutely. when i look at some of them compared to screenshots of witcher 3 on high settings so i'm like yeah but that looks beautiful like i almost mm. think that looks better even though it's a totally different environment and it's all natural i kind it, of it think must maybe be a
1: hugely different challenge yeah, yeah for, the, you know, absolutely. For, for the engine
0: but maybe they're just a bit better at doing the, the big the big green medieval world than the big city city. I don't know. Maybe.
1: It's but then let's not forget this isn't the first time C D Project Red have had this in one of their games, right? The Witcher mm-hmm. Three was kind of a mess kind when a it mess, came out. Yeah,
0: that's yeah,
1: true. Um and but they supported the heck out of it over the years. Yeah, so um, it's good. So certainly. Yeah, I mean, I I wholeheartedly believe it will improve. Like, I don't think they're going to let their biggest project to date just wallow in um, inadequacy. It's just going to—they're going to definitely do. You know, we're going to see a lot of work to it, and we're going to see a lot of improvements. It's just like if you if you were hype for this, maybe don't play it right now unless you're playing on a high-end PC, and
0: even then, you're going to hit some trouble. And then my problem is i'm not i was never really that hype because regardless of the bugs and all of that i just don't really like the tone i just it seems just I edgy can, i can get behind you on that it's
1: it's it's maybe just a little are you, are you worried about the sort of self-serious
0: of it all the slightly po-faced but also slightly like edge lordy, uh, you know and <laughs> right. i just I, I i hate that and and i don't know i'm just and all it just I don't know. I, I've seen people playing it so far, and it doesn't look that fun. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I'm sure it'll get better to play. But there you go. I mean, the the,
1: the combat looks su- surprising. Probably better than I thought it did, would hmm. actually. There's there's more of a weight to things than I was expecting. Like I kind of thought that that's that's usually like the the when when you get these RPGs that have like a first person perspective and shooting, it's like the shooting is normally where it falls apart. Right. Oh sure. Um. The outer worlds being a recent example, and you know, Zach, maybe, Zach, maybe that you describe Fallout in that way. Um, <laughs> yes,
0: but but it kind of looks all right as a shooter.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, well, any, we will see. Still, it, obviously, it's a next year game if it's a game. Yeah. To play. I think I'm 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 happy to
1: wait for that because well, we've been waiting for God knows how long. yeah
0: well, yeah. I think
1: I think what's most disappointing about this as a release, it's like, hey, this was supposed to have come out. Well, after many delays beforehand, but at some point it was due out in March this year. Can you imagine what it would look like? Ca- yeah, targeting current gen
0: consoles, right? It, yeah, it's.
1: And I it's, don't get the only... sense
0: that they added all of the ray tracing and stuff right at the end to put. They <laughs> no, that, right? no, I don't think so. And it's like if you think about it, they would
1: have been the delay to now. In a weird way, makes its shortcomings more forgivable because the new consoles are here. Yeah. But I don't think it should be forgivable, if you see yeah. what I mean. It's like it, they were—they were clearly designed targeting the current generation of consoles with this at some point. And it's—I uh, guess—at some point in the dev cycle, someone looked at it and thought, "You know what? The new consoles are coming. Never mind." <laughs> Anyway, that's Cyberpunk. And, uh, Speaking the top... of
2: delaying stuff to, to, to the, uh, come out with a console, except not.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, hey, hang on. Out. I was, yeah. I, well, <laughs> I was going to say a little bit more about Cyberpunk, and there's been some. It's also been a slightly controversial release in terms of the review process, which is worth mentioning as well, because like all the reviews will be for the PC version because they didn't yeah. release any console code.
0: Right for review. Um,
1: yeah, so it's. Um, Honestly, yeah, that be, be seems
2: like, kind of risky on their part. to oh, absolutely. Like, just like
1: assume that reviewers are going to have PCs that can handle it. I mean, that as well. And also, <laughs> reviewers are wise to this behavior.
2: Well, sure. It's it's Usually when they hold back codes, it's for a reason. And also, yeah, most t- reviews are tagged by platform nowadays anyway, so <laughs> some, to some extent, they're not going to get people aren't going to get tricked quite so easily as they want. To yeah, be. but I think
1: Sites like Metacritic, if you're the sort of person that still uses that as a as a guide, like that's less so, right? Like, I think you look up Cyberpunk right now, and it's it's kind of a blend of all the all the all the the platforms,
0: for which it's primarily PC reviews right now. I'm just wondering, like, am I not hype for cyberpunk just because I'm not 16 anymore? Is that... Do you know what I mean? <laughs> well, I and, and you've, you've done it. You've had your Deus Ex. Well, maybe, but, you know, is Deus Ex... Because I think we will we will get, give it a go and play some Deus Ex, but, like, obviously that has is stupid bugs and it is pretty weird and, child. you know, it's not as cool as it seemed when you were 16, obviously. But I still think it's got something in terms of tone that is superior somehow. Um, so we'll see what we think of it now. It's a lot of cod philosophy and uh, you mm. know uh, trite stuff, but still, still I guess think it's got something. It,
1: can, it probably got away of it because it was like early. I mean,
0: that's yeah, exactly. Like, it, 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 but it, is it, it just because that stuff? Yeah,
2: it's because it's like it's like cyberpunk, but via the '90s rather than cyberpunk via the two, 2010s. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, the 2020s wow. actually went. Actually, I guess when did Cyberpunk 2077 as a brand become a thing?
2: Oh, right? Long time ago. right, well, Cyberpunk it was like two was like seven years ago <laughs> with that lady in the street with the blade arms. No, but I mean, like,
1: because it's based on it's Bell from York. the
0: late 80s, isn't it? Early 90s, the board right. game Cyberpunk. That's yeah. what I was referring to. Yeah, yeah. It's like I, I couldn't remember when. So it's pre pre Deus Ex. In fact, it probably informed quite a lot of Deus Ex.
2: Probably. But that's not necessarily going to translate into the game. The game no. is still a product of its time.
0: Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Because Johnny Silverhands or whatever the, the 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 Keanu Reeves character is from the original timeline, right? So he's dead, I think. Uh I think right. that's how that works. Uh, yeah, okay. something like
1: that. Also, apparently, he's like the best thing in the game. <laughs> right, <laughs> like yeah. Keanu, Keanu kills it. Uh, yeah. Uh, Asak, let's let's move on because we're running short on time. I guess. Um, uh, Halo, yeah, you're, you're not going to see that for maybe a year. Um, it's the best the part room of room one now.
2: apparently. Well, I, ho- <laughs> yeah, I hope they
0: rescue that game.
1: <laughs> yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Give give it. I mean, it's it's a bummer because it makes the Series X official lineup even more anemic than it was before. Um, yeah. And next year's lineup is looking pretty weak. Has to be said, and yeah. like, because because they Microsoft haven't said that Avowed is coming out. Like, they haven't said that Hellblade Two is coming out. They haven't said that that Forza game is coming out. Um It's very quiet. Mm. You know, Fable, like Microsoft, are clearly working on a lot of stuff, but it's not. not Hellblade
0: seems really great for the Series X. I hope. Yeah, I mean, I
1: mean, it's game I mean, it Yeah, but I'm I'm yet to really. Oh, you know what? I'm yet to really know that. Yeah, if I'm perfectly honest, <laughs> it's like. I, I can play No Man's Sky on it better than I can on my PC. That much I have proven, and it is it is a be, it's a better experience using my Xbox
0: for that. Yeah, um, but that's the thing about but that's all I've really got to go on. <laughs> but that's the thing about Halo Infinite, right? If it had come out, then it you you wouldn't still wouldn't have known it because it was obvious from that demo that it was like designed so that it could run on uh one x or whatever sure yeah so you you still wouldn't have really known it because you could all that pop in and stuff i can't believe they showed that trailer anyway
1: i i i think i bet internally there's there's like a couple of developers now who are sitting sitting there going like no no we absolutely need to show this because people need to see what 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 turd we've got right Right, and it needs to be delayed
0: maybe maybe (laughs) So it's a conspiracy, okay? It,
1: it, it, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, there's a certain element <laughs> yeah, of like yeah. you
0: want it to
2: fail sometimes, but to, to prove your point. Yeah, I know, I
0: know what you mean. Yeah, <laughs>
2: but at the time, it definitely seemed like some someone. It seemed like a it was a lack of communication rather than like a specific person say like an agenda. It seemed like someone had just assumed that Halo was going to come out with the new console, <laughs> and then wandered over to 343 for Free and were like, hey, can you make a trailer? <laughs> 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 well
0: maybe yeah. i mean almost more worrying for the game in that in that is okay great they're gonna fix the the graphics and maybe even drop support for some of the older platforms but that was that's meant to be scary that like random brute at the end like story-wise
2: no, I, like i don't think uh, it was meant to maybe scary
1: antagonist which is like yeah. the always are <laughs> I, right. didn't a, I didn't get a like what, what, like a horror vibe or anything like that, <laughs> or just no, like, but... or even that much
2: menace? It's just, hey, it's Halo. Hey, it's, <laughs> it's a it's, brute. It's a guy. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. pretty, pretty much like tone-wise on point with the previous brute villains, <laughs> like yeah, Tartarus yeah, or true. whatever. <laughs> He wasn't particularly <laughs> scary either. <laughs> no, but
0: Tartarus was a tool of the prophets, right? Or whatever, right? Not really, because he took he kinda
1: had his he own agenda. On, and then, like, he did he did definitely have his own agenda. And yeah. he caused the he, he's Betrays part of the, the, the whole
2: end. brute and elite rebellion, isn't he? It's, Betrays the prophets and then steals the the what's his face? Orb.
1: <laughs> not not really rebellion. Three, four, he guides three. the prophets, doesn't he, to, to kick out the elites.
2: Yeah, and it's, it's kind of his fault. And then when the prophets die, he's like, "How convenient!" Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So there's we'll be waiting for that for a while. Uh And the only other bit of news I've got is Netflix are working with Sega on a new Sonic cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> what a CG one, or like a? I, I don't. I don't think they've said, but it's just a cartoon of some
0: description. First, you say no. <laughs> <laughs> Then, you get, <laughs> you get out, of, out there. of there. Hey, Sonic Boom was all right. Was it?
1: I mean, the game's not good, but the cartoon's fine. Oh, okay.
0: I'll take your word for it. It's, it's surprisingly decent. <laughs> Have they got the rights to that? Is that on Netflix now? I don't know where that is, actually. I haven't looked. Because they usually do that, don't they, Netflix? They're like, okay, we're making a new series based on this property, and here's all the old stuff. I mean, I'd watch
2: it again. Oh man, <laughs> just imagine if they put all the old Sonic cartoons on Netflix. Like oh, man. So, like, a... like Sonic X. And... Sonic X, yeah. <laughs> That's live and, and the older ones that people actually like.
1: <laughs> I could actually finish watching that. I never finished watching Sonic X back in the day of 2003, or whenever it was I was watching it. <laughs> Ah, to be a child again, a child of eighteen—exactly, <laughs> <laughs> the perfect time. Uh, and that's news, which doesn't leave us a lot of time for everything else. No. Was there some gears news or something? I mean, they're they're, they're doing a campaign oh, expansion, okay. which I don't think okay. they've done before. In
0: fairness, but it's free to those on Game Pass. Woo, woo! All right, what you been playing then? Zeg, you better go. I
2: guess <laughs> if if my power st- st- like stays online long enough for me to talk about it, has it
0: literally been your your electrical power? <laughs> yes,
2: it's doing that. It's it's happened like from time to time over the last like year or two. I guess there'll just be a day when the power has like several repeated cuts, like evenly spaced out. It's obviously some kind of work being done somewhere, and they're not like right correctly compensating or whatever the hell you do on the power grid. <laughs> but you know, that's it happens from time to time. But it seems to have gone away now. Normally there's a like a several of them in a short period of time and then it's fine. So we're probably good. So anyway, what have I been playing? Um well Rocket League obviously, but we talked about that. Uh I've continued to play Breath of the Wild. Oh uh, yeah. I'm i now done with like the base game. So I haven't actually started any of the DLC stuff, but I've got all the shrines and all that the Divine Beast and all that done. Mm-hmm. so I just got to do all the new shrines from the expansion and the Master Sword Trial, and then I might actually be finished with this, maybe. Hmm.
0: Did you have the patience to do the Yiga
2: Shrine stealthily, or...? <laughs> no, I just did it stasis and shoot him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. <laughs> so much easier. <laughs> Why
1: didn't I think of that at the time? I hated that section.
2: Yeah, it's dumb and bad. And now, I, now yeah. I've got the Yika clan following me everywhere. Of course. It. <laughs> yeah, it's still the worst <laughs> part. The place. <laughs> Get your bananas.
0: Infinite bananas.
2: Yeah.
0: I want bananas. <laughs> so
2: there's that. Um, and then I guess the main thing that I've been playing, apart from Breath of the Wild, well, I, I suppose there's a little bit of Animal Crossing because it's winter. oh right
0: it's gone snowy now
2: yes it has finally gone snowy it actually didn't go snowy immediately in December it was like after the first week it turned snowy and it's weird because like you know Animal Crossing doesn't really have seasons like the island is your your plants always remain like there's always fruit on the trees and your flowers are always out (laughs) regardless of the fact that there's snow everywhere (laughs) it's like it doesn't actually have a seasonal system it's purely an aesthetic thing with a couple of like little bonus events thrown in, like now there's now you can make a snowman, and then the snowman mm. becomes alive and gives you shit. <laughs> okay, that's quite terrifying. Well, it's really annoying because you have to make you have to make a perfect snowman where you have to get the like the body and the head the right size. Except the game doesn't tell you what the right size is. <laughs> mm. Like you make a snowman and then it basically the when you talk to it, it's like. You are close, but the head has to be in better proportioned to the body. And it's like, what does that mean? <laughs> so, is, is is Animal Crossing
1: body shame in your snowman? Yeah, I guess.
2: How and the thing it? is, like, if you go and look at, say, an image online of what a perfect snowman actually looks like, the head and the body are nearly the same size. Like, the head is very slightly smaller than the body. And that's not what I would think of for like, a well designed snowman.
3: No. <laughs>
2: I like think the head the, is meant
0: to be smaller. <laughs> the Cabinet <and> Hobbs ones. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. Although it's not a three part snowman in Animal Crossing, so you can't completely do that. All right. It's only a two parter <laughs> <laughs> But yes, yeah, so that's slightly annoying. But, you know, it's just to get winter themed crafting recipes to use the snowflakes to make snowflake decorated stuff, which is, you know, only going to be relevant for about two more weeks and then you'll be <laughs> done with Christmas. <laughs> And, you know, there's going to be a Christmas, so everyone can, you know, ignore their family on Christmas Day and play Animal Crossing instead.
1: What what have they called it?
2: I don't remember what it's called. It's because it's got a dumb name, hasn't it? Yeah. It's like Gift gift Day or something. Oh, right. Not like Winter Bunny Day. (laughs) Maybe. I don't actually remember what it's called. But we already had Turkey Day, I mean. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not that inventive.
1: It's Turkey Day,
2: but again, it's the it's sort of the same situation as whatever that other was. It Turkey Day. It was the other event where they where the shop sells a specific item that you obviously need to buy approximately ten of before the end of the <laughs> event, and it's of course because it's Christmas presents, You're going to hand those out to people on the day, presumably. And I've also seen like a teaser thing out of nintendo showing a, a new year's countdown so if you want to be even more anti-social in animal crossing go do little new year's eve do that in animal crossing instead of real life although you know that might actually be the only way you can do it
0: yeah you can't really do a proper new year's party anymore <laughs> i was
2: about to say because isn't it it's, it's... Isn't it gonna
1: tighten up again before
0: like we've got some Yes,
1: we've got the special Christmas yeah. allowance and then the special
0: let's all get coronavirus party. For Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Christmas, yeah.
2: And then holiday. Maybe that's what it's called. It's called virus day. <laughs> so there's that. Um and then the actual main thing that I've been playing is the the six point patch came out from Mindistry, which was like the it's quite a big like Patch for that game that does quite a lot of significant work to rebalancing and and adding new systems. Essentially, the main one is that they've now the the campaign mode used to just be like the maps. You'd just pick a map, and it, the maps were in like a tree, essentially, where you go from one map to the next in order. And you do still do that, but now the maps are integrated into a world map, and there's there's still the the original campaign maps still exist and that's still sort of how you progress through the tech tree. Like, you have to go to go and do those specific maps to unlock the ability to unlock the tech. But then the rest of the world map is just populated with procedurally generated maps. So there's So now you can just go and do these random extra maps and obviously the idea is to take over the whole planet eventually. And there's sort of a weird sort of real-time element to it that, like, the, if you have a map that you've claimed that's next to an enemy base that the enemy base can continue to attack your map even while you're not playing it so if you're playing another map sometimes you'll get an alert that like one of your other maps is under attack and then that no, I, I don't know exactly how it's doing it because it seems like it maybe it just straight up does just run the other map in the background because it can sort of tell how effective your defenses are even if that map isn't the one that you're currently playing so like it will, when you go when you go to that world map and look at the map that's under attack it will be like this map can survive 10 out of 20 waves and then it will start then it will start getting destroyed and it's like somehow it can sort of estimate the power of your defenses even if you're not even if it's not running the map I assume it must be somehow running the map because you can, mm. then you can also jump into that map at any time, like leave the map you're currently playing to auto defend and go to that map. And it will still be running the same like wave attack system. It's kind of weird. And also kind of annoying. <laughs> it's like I, I don't want to be constantly distracted from the map that I'm actually working on by having to deal with this other map, but you know, Obviously, the idea is you're meant to set up sufficient defences to defend it, and then you can just leave it to defend itself.
1: But presumably they don't last forever? Is that what it's suggesting? Or
2: is there a way to build a forever defense? Well, kind of, because you can basically have a lot of stuff auto-repair. Like, you can hmm. you, There's a type of unit you can build that will auto-repair destroyed buildings, and you can have like repair fields that just repair damage in the vicinity. So you can effectively build invincible defences. But even when it is getting re-attacked, it's still ramping up. Like It still counts, or at least the one map that I've seen it happen on, it counts when when you're doing a wave defense map, it's like survive 35 waves and then you win the map. But then if that map gets attacked, it's like it's wave 36 out of 40. So it's still adding waves on top of how many waves the map originally had. So those waves Mm. are still getting more powerful over time. So potentially you might end up in a situation where you're inevitably going to lose that map unless you take over the enemy bases. So yeah, it's quite a weird like real time system, and that also Maybe those should... are just like little roadblocks, as I say, to the point where you,
1: can you move up the tech tree on other levels, and then does that help out your original ones? And you come back to them, and then like
2: yeah, because you in the area, go back and build new turrets or whatever that you've unlocked. But it's also got this sort of global. This global system sort of contributes into resources as well because initially each map is like its own thing and then when you start the next map you launch from the map you're on or one of the adjacent maps which determines what resources you can take with you essentially because you're taking resources from the map you're playing to the new map but once you get far enough out of the texture you get the launch pad building that lets you launch resources from a map to a different map so then you sort of reach this point where you you're going back to maps you've previously played to make them sort of factories for one specific resource, and then you launch those resources to a different map, like the map you're currently playing. Hmm. So, so not too dissimilar from Factorio in space. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> it's kind of like space <laughs> But the but the trouble with that is that it then becomes like much less of the game it originally was. Like because if, unless your base is next to an enemy base and it does that continuous attack thing, when you win the map, you just win. And that's it. The map just never gets attacked again, as far as I can tell. So then you're basically playing the non-tower defense version of Ministry, where you're just making that map more efficient in terms of production to mm. ship the resources out to other maps. But like that's that's literally half the game that you're not playing any longer, because you're not playing the mm. tower defense half of the game any longer. <laughs> which is kind of weird.
1: And you can just build this epic, because presumably you only need one map in that state
2: and you can just make that an epic farm. Kind of, but like because of some maps don't have all the resources or whatever. And also, oh, I see. particularly with the procedurally generated maps, you tend to not have like very good amounts of open space to actually build large factories in. Mm. So you probably, what the way I've been doing it is one or two of the campaign maps that do have most of the resources those are the ones i worked on the most and then like a couple of procedurally generated maps that had some amount of good space i sort of made specialized factories in for just one or two resources and then just use the launch pads to ship that all into one central place and then use that base to ship them all out again because it also has a slightly annoying system where the launch pads can only launch to one location so all the launch pads on the map that you're playing will launch to only one other place and then when you want to change that, you have to load into that map and then select the launch pad and then choose a new target. So if you want to ship all the stuff you're making to the new map that you've just started, you have to go around each of your individual maps and change all their launchpads to launch to that place. So I was like, well, screw that. I'll just tell them all to launch to one map, and then that map I'll tell to launch to the new map. <laughs> so we'll make a centralized depot, essentially, which kind of works except then you're limited by, like, belt throughput and how many unload slots you can fit around your core and it's just like it's a slightly awkward system that would really be better if you could command the launch pads from the map view essentially to just be like this map send your resources over here without having to physically load into it, <laughs> but yeah, it's quite an interesting update, and they also completely rebalanced like the unit system. The turrets are pretty much the same. there's a couple of new high tier turrets, but they rebalance the unit system for the attacking mode where the enemy actually has a base and you send it to units to attack because now all the all the units you can build are basically like an upgrade tree like you build a unit factory that just puts out a unit but then you can like put an upgrade factory in front of that factory so that the unit instead of just coming out goes into the upgrade factory and then gets like upgraded to its next form. Hmm. So you can build like these weird chains of factories together, or you can even have like specialized unit belts that move actual physical units around. So you can have, be like, some of the units could go into the upgrade, or some of them could just come out. <laughs> so it's quite quite a weird system, but it feels mm. like I. So you can't seen... just
1: build a factory that just builds the upgraded one.
2: No, yeah, you have to build like <laughs> the three or four tiers of factory beforehand that leads into the final one. <laughs> yeah, and it's quite space inefficient as well, but it. I, I, I've tried attacking a enemy base that was classed as, I think it's classed as extreme. So obviously it has like difficulty levels or threat levels. It was like low, medium, high, and extreme. And I've also seen there's apparently another tier beyond that called extermination. (laughs) Hmm. But I tried attacking an, an extreme map, and it was a it's a procedurally generated map, and it had like not really very much space near near your spawn to build in. And as far as I can see, the only realistic way you're going to be able to do that map is to ship resources in from outside and basically only build a unit factory attached to your core. Like, don't bother building any infrastructure on that map. Just rely on imports and then just pretty much use the space you have to produce units as fast as possible, <laughs> which is weird. But, you know, I guess that's a thing. That's a That's a puzzle to solve, as always. So, yeah, that's Ministry. It's, industry. it's quite a nice update for, for that game. It's it, taken quite a while to come out, but yes, it did actually come out. Alt Factoria. Yes, indeed. And then I guess the one other thing to talk about, which is the convenient transition to Rob again, is No Man's Sky because mm. we still played that a little bit.
1: We did, yeah. I'm, I have to say, I had like, yeah, No Man's Sky was Redemption mark, that I talked about earlier. I I can see it. This, I'm, I'm, but you yeah, didn't sure. see it.
2: You, you, you,
1: player. you, did, Yeah, you, know, you, you haven't gone through the pain. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I haven't, no, but like where it's at right now, I think I've got the best of it.
0: Yes. Well, <laughs> it's, obviously
1: it's, it's, it's coming to good. the end. Yeah. I mean, it's sure it's got its annoyances. Like I still find like managing the inventory a pain in the ass and it's, um, Hey, it's like conceptually weird like all over the place like yep. like just how this universe works um it's it's odd um but it's a it's a good time it kind of is like even when it breaks and i just keep getting flung outside of a space station that i was standing in two seconds ago and dying in the coldness of space over and over again it eventually sorts itself out and it's fine <laughs> And they've apparently fixed that bug. So It's a yeah, like, bad, it's, bad well, bug specifically. Yeah, they're just there were spaceships that were far too big for space stations landing in space stations, and then it would just shove the player models out. <laughs> nice. That's cool, though. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of funny, but kind of annoying for a while, where it's just like, I'd
2: quite like to live now. Yeah, I'd quite like to be able to do anything on the space station <laughs> before getting uh, chucked
1: yeah and you know the exact experience has been okay i mean you, we've had some you've had some disconnection issues right and it's I well think it doesn't I think, seem and i think it
2: glitches more often than it does in single player in multiplayer mm. <laughs> but, it doesn't um... seem to be very good at like maintaining a connection like if you join into multiplayer and you're like i'm going to join into this group with my friend or whatever some like sometimes it just kind of forgets that you're meant to be joined with this other player I don't know if it's like if you jump too far. but I never jumped more than like one system away from where you were. Mm. But yeah, it definitely seems to be quite easy to drop out, and it doesn't really notify you when it does either. Is the other no. thing. <laughs> And seems it's still, even if you're even if it's like dropped you out of the group and you're you know you're play, effectively played by yourself, it still like assumes it's multiplayer. It still acts like it's multiplayer. Like, the message pops up that says, like, position not saved in multiplayer, only data saved in multiplayer, that you're not actually in multiplayer any longer, <laughs> technically.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a bit finicky on that stuff. But, hey, the cross-play seems to work. And, uh, you know, the inbuilt voice across play seems to work. Um, <laughs> Always too much. <not>, well. <laughs> yeah, which uh, I may actually switch to using, because the way I'm having to... What Zach and I have been doing it previously. Is we've obviously we've usually fire up our Mumble server, and so I've got the PC running that. And I've, as as I've now proven, playing on the Xbox on the Series X is that is the better way to play it than on my PC. Hey, loading times are longer. The graphic pop in is a lot longer on PC. The yeah, the Xbox beats my PC now. Um uh, So it's it's best me playing it there. Uh, also, I had a bit of a scare with the cross save not working at one point. Yeah. When I loaded it on PC the first time I tried it with Zach, it loaded an old save, and I'm like, "Oh God, where's my stuff?" <laughs> so, so that didn't quite work. So perhaps, perhaps sticking to a single platform is a smart idea. Um, but hey, I I, I guess I never tried it on Xbox, and it must have done this for a while. But I can just plug my um, uh, my headset into the controller. And the and the the console audio comes out of the controller as well, so I can just have my like my entire headset experience on the Xbox just by plugging my headset into the controller. And I I guess it's just like okay yeah sure of course it would do that, but it's like I've never tried that since on a console since the <laughs> days where like just the voice is coming out on a headset and everything else is going through your speakers. It's, it's probably because you you were thinking back
2: to the days when that when that kind of socket was proprietary, <laughs> not just yeah. like
1: a generic socket. <laughs> Absolutely, because the first thing I'd, like, I like—I looked it up a little bit beforehand—and there were some people suggesting like, "Oh yeah, like you're probably better off attaching the voice adapter to the new controllers, which adds the buttons at the bottom of the controller, and then plugging your headset into that." And I'm like, "Well, I can't because the one I have is actually attached to the old Xbox headset, so I could plug that into the controller and use my Xbox headset, but then it's not quite the whole picture. I want to be able to have have everything in my new headset." And it's like, "Yeah, just plug it in, and it just works." <laughs> so yeah i'm an idiot i guess <laughs> or it's just something i've never tried i was just surprised that it works so yeah and using we, the we can...
2: voice would certainly make it more obvious when we disconnect
1: <laughs> exactly yeah it's like you've gone quiet for a very long time <laughs> we we'll just have to keep talking we'll have to make sure you keep talking occasional check-ins
3: Ping! <laughs> uh
1: yeah i don't know I'm, I'm quite taken with it it's it's decent i should be playing 2020 games but you know no man's sky it's good um uh i have been
0: playing some twenty twenty stuff though,
1: if i wow. may segue
0: <laughs> you may <laughs> I, I i grant you segway powers <laughs> <laughs> um segue right, so
1: so i'll i'll be pretty quick on these um star renegades i uh, <laughs> so i thought i was getting into a bit of an r p g with this um it's pixel art r p. g turn based strategy sort of style um uh, where uh, it's got a good look to it it's got a nice timeline based combat system um it's somewhat reminiscent of uh, uh i don't know like rainslick precipice of darkness kind of thing like or, like or the third one at least where there's a visible timeline on screen and uh but the, the the trick to this game is like hey you can stop enemies from attacking most of the time because you can push them out of the timeline
2: i mean that was kind of the trick of rainslick as well
1: yeah, except Pre- there's a Pre- limit.
2: Everyone back you, all the time.
1: Yeah, like every everything works in rounds in this. So like your like your round, do, what what moves you pick determines where in the round your 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 characters sit in the timeline. But the enemies' time are already already all in the timeline. Um, and if you attack ahead of them, you get extra ability. If you manage to hit an enemy in the round before they're able to do their action, that's how you get critical hits. Um, and those impart extra effects and potentially impart this staggering effect to push them back in the timeline. Um, so, yeah, the trick is to push them out of the, out of the, that round so you can action again. Um, however, you can only do that so much on most enemies. You can break them a certain number of times or stagger them a certain number of times and then they have to do their action, at which point that's where you have to get defensive and think about it that way. Um, and for the most part, the system works. However, it then dawned on me and it really should have dawned on me quicker this is a run based game <laughs> oh <laughs> so it's a it's a turn based RPG run based game Uh and I played one run and got far past the first planet it's like I it got an FTL I think style structure Um, and then got to the second planet and got my ass handed to me like immediately so I don't quite know what the trick is to powering up fast enough yet um, then kind of played a little bit of a second run and haven't touched it since <laughs> 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 it, it kind of because because I'm doing the second run and it kind of feels like okay I've got I've got different characters in my party but I'm not sure I've picked a, as as good a mix as you get in your first run so I'm probably um, so I'm finding this second run immediately difficult more difficult and I'm like well am I just going to have to run this run then and die and then perhaps take what credit i've got and maybe make it so it has that thing where you can buy weapons that may randomly appear in your next run um and stuff like that and a little piece like this is going to take forever isn't it because it's an rpg the runs take ages <laughs> yes um yeah i might i'm not knocking the game particularly i it's it seems fine but it's it's just not what I need right now (laughs) it's 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 like it made a good first impression but when I figured out it's true nature I was less interested I should have done my research also it's got like a musical motif uh, that keeps playing around most of the levels but it's really irritating It's like, it's like, and it's just that endlessly, like almost endlessly. You hear it a lot and it's really, after a while it just gets annoying. And it's in that sort of, the instrument sounds exactly like my mouth pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, that's that's probably a good contender for most annoying audio thing. so there is that uh I've also been putting quite a lot of time into haven uh which, which Gnome describes as that boring bad game um it's kind of a <laughs> sounds great <laughs> yeah i mean it's 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 interesting uh so it's i think it's made by the same team that made fury previously um, and this is quite a departure from that it's uh an RPG about two people fleeing a society they don't particularly agree with, uh, and they're in love. And the game wants to make that very clear to you with lots of sassy chat and visual novel-style conversations. That sassy chat?
0: What, like a s- Joss Whedon-style? S-
1: <laughs> no, okay, one kind of sass. Um, let's say it swings the balance from awkward relationshipy stuff to excessively sweet relationshipy stuff to sexy times <laughs> great it's a, it's a li- it's a little strange but it's it's quite well written I'll give it that the and the performances aren't bad even if the um there's there's moments where I think it's like I wonder if 2020 had an effect on some of the audio recording like maybe they were recording some of the lines at home rather than in a recording studio or something mm. like that. Some of it's a bit... The the levels, as much as we talk about levels ahead of recording a podcast and all that sort of jazz, it's like the levels in this seem variable to the extreme, sometimes perhaps a little bit distorted. So like, hey, presentation's not hot in places. Um, so there's, so that, there's that. And that's, to be honest, that side of it is the majority of the game, is these conversations and this this relationship between the two characters um of which the lady is called you which is mildly confusing when they're talking about hey you or like you you yeah to make some of the dialogue awkward yeah (laughs) great name um uh and (laughs) and they do the whole um they don't swear in this game but they do swear replacements so there's a lot of (laughs) bloot Blute, what does that mean? <laughs> well, any kind of swear you want. Oh, <laughs> you, you oh, Blute. Blute. <laughs> oh It's a bluten good time. <laughs> so there's so there's that side to the game, and then there's the other side, which is a sort of explorative <laughs> RPG where you're put on these um, f- fractured islands, effectively, uh, and you're just just fly. You don't really walk around; you fly around. You have jet boots. And uh, the idea, you you find this red stuff at some point where if you fly over it and you clear it up, you gain resources and clear up the area. Yay, that's kind of what you're doing. And there are these these threads that you can fly along to charge up your flow. Um, But uh, there are bits where, like, okay, the game makes you do that right at the start. It goes like, yeah, it's a flow flow thread, and flow is like the power in this world. and it's, it's you fly along it and you charge up and you go yay, I've done that and then for a long time the game doesn't really explain to you why you would want to do that and there's loads of these threads everywhere and it's like yeah but I don't understand why I've got flow charge it doesn't help me in any way um, and I've only really just kind of got to the point where there's a kind of a purpose in discharging my flow and using it for something so it's like it's kind of weird that it introduces the threads so early and yet they're completely useless for quite a while. Um, Uh, But there are also things to fight as well. There are things that have been covered in this red stuff that they call rust and have been corrupted. Mm. And so you're fighting those. And then this is another bit where the game is kind of interesting but doesn't quite execute it well. And that it's got a... uh, So your your two characters kind of have the same movesets. uh, But there's only like four directions you can push on each of the sticks. So you can... um, there's four actions that each player can take, but they can take them sort of individually, and it 's all in real time so it 's like if you want to do if you want to shoot an enemy, you could charge up a blast on one character while the other one is shielding, for instance, and you 're doing that through stick flicks, and there are well not really stick flicks you hold it in a certain direction and release it to action it um, and eventually you get combinations where if you both try to shoot something, you do a dual shot, and that has that 's more powerful but takes a, a long time to execute and things like that so it 's mm and there are timing elements to the combat as well if you attack at a certain time or if you shield at a certain time you might stun an enemy so you can then do more damage and for the most part it works but the game I don't think is very good at teaching you how all that comes together and it introduces those concepts at a, kind of a snail's pace and it's like so it, it's one of those things i think it's an interesting idea having this kind of twin stick combat um but it, like i wish it didn't have that charge phase quite so much we have to charge it charge your shield before you go into a shielding state um, uh and things like that because it just kind of like it just makes getting the timing right incredibly difficult or you're not being aggressive you're just sitting there being like well i'll shield for a while and then i'll wait for the moment and now he's attacking now we're safe for a bit and it's like oh you can get into a rhythm that way and do it that way but it's kind of boring doing it the slow and methodical way um I think there could be more to it if it was more sudden if 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 your actions were more instant than what you were doing um you could they could have made an interesting combat system there um, I see. so it's a game yeah. so I think it's a game of ideas, but not necessarily execution um, overall
3: mm-hmm.
1: um I don't know how much of it I've got left, I think I'm about halfway through it um, i I will say the music's not bad um. That's good, and uh weird. I had a weird moment where I was watching the intro video, which is actually really good. It's kind of like i'm trying to remember if you if you remember the like, <laughs> in Lumines 2, on the <laughs> okay. uh, on the on the heavenly star level um Genki rockets uh, heavenly star level, there was um, like a sort of hand drawn neon-y sort of video that went alongside it in the background, and their intro sequence is a little bit like that. Um, and it's really well done. And I had a bizarre moment where my Spotify discovery list had actually suggested the music from the intro, so I recognised the music as I started as I as the game booted up. It's like I've heard this. <laughs> it's, it's and it's quite a good intro track. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Was that nice? Uh, anything else that I can remember? Star the Gate, Haven, No Man's Sky, Rocket League. Yeah, that's probably it. I'm sure I missed something. I always miss something. Oh, I played. Um, <laughs> uh, I had a a session of playing Hero Quest over Tabletop Simulator. <laughs> All right. right. I mean, it works. It's what it says on the tin. We played Hero Quest, but we used Tabletop Simulator to do it instead. And after after our moderator turned off most of the game's tools, so we didn't keep breaking things. <laughs> yeah,
2: that is the problem with simulator because a lot of the time, the, you have to have someone who actually understands how to set up things. Because it's like it's it's like setting up a real game, except yeah. even more complicated.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, he had, uh, uh, yeah, he had really taken the time to set up what he was doing. Um, yeah, he he'd, he'd put quite a lot of effort into it
2: because like you've got it's, it's so 'cause if you just load into one of those things without knowing you're like what how you have to look at all the different parts and then shift them around and like hand them out to the different players and it'll be like okay, you have to make your hidden zone so other people can't see this and...
1: exactly yeah, so you yeah you'd had all that set up and things like that uh i mean it's it's cool that you can though yeah there's and there's quite a lot of tools and tabletops so you can have like character sheets and type on them and things like that, and you can. You can put random bits of text over the board and things to like point things out. And you've got pencil tools, all of which were taken away from us <laughs> pretty quickly because <For> sure. <laughs> we were mess- messing around with them. And it was like when we discovered the flick function, he was like, oh, God, please don't do that. <laughs> well, <laughs> you can you just know. fling stuff across the table, Subutio style. Don't forget um, the table flip. Got the table oh, yeah, yeah flip. That, was, that was immediately turned off. Yep. The tutorial does teach you that, though, like when you're learning it's... how to control the game. It's just like, yeah, here's
2: the table flip button. So necessary uh, that they put a whole button. In.
1: <laughs> yep. No, oh, it, was, it was, it was fun. I'm not sure I think much of Hero Quest, honestly, but because it's sort of D and D but simple, but it was fine. It was fun. I was, I was the uh, terrible elf <laughs> known as Pablo Contraband. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great name. Pablo, <laughs> uh,
0: did you come up with that that's brilliant <laughs> For, and what's mexican about elves or, or not a lot really yeah.
1: um but yeah no i was i was i was terrible because i basically <laughs> just i I, ran, I got bored at one point and just sort of left the party and was just sort of doing my own thing which then caused like one of our party got into a massive fight and died because i left him on his own and it's like ha ha pablo oh.
0: where are you when i need you pablo <laughs>
1: The funny part of that story is that this this character, this (laughs) wizard that I left on his own, like apparently had been had had been used to play through the entire regular Hero Quest campaign before. So it's like this long running character has been felled (laughs) by Pablo
0: being an (laughs) ass. Thanks, Pablo. (laughs) It was quite funny. Gracias. (laughs) Gracias. And that's me, right? Yeah, and that's probably a podcast, isn't it? I haven't been playing much. So I've just been watching my flatmate play Hollow Knight, which looks good. To be honest, I I
1: do want to get around. I, I think I may have a copy of that now, so I'm like
0: <laughs> I, would, I would play
1: that. It looks good. Yeah, it looks it looks it looks like my jam.
0: Honestly, yeah, I think you'd be into it. It looks cool. Yeah. Uh, what are we doing other content-wise? <laughs> We've got Obra Dinn is done. Obra yes, done. The, the finale um, is
2: coming. Yeah. Factorio uh, is actually done. Factorio is
0: done. <laughs> done. There's, there were nukes <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> involved. I don't know if they were good or bad, because I haven't watched to <laughs> find out.
2: <laughs> it Depends on your opinion of the fighters on this planet. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm.
0: and uh, So check that out. And um, then I don't know what our Christmas schedule is for recording, so I don't know when we'll have another cast, but it'll probably be Game of the Year, right?
2: I don't know. Don't know what it's, do. it's less
0: than two weeks away, right? So it,
2: yeah. But sometimes the Game of the Year has to come in January for us.
0: Well, it probably will be by the time I'm back here to a, to a microphone. So <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. no harm in that. It gives us more time to actually perhaps catch up on some stuff.
0: You might have a slightly longer um, break, followed by some bumper content, For the 2020 goatee. 2020 goatee. Bumper contact. We're playing Mary Pie. Bumper contact. Bumper (laughs) balls. And and bumper content. Uh, So, ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. And uh, catch you on the other side. Bye.